to again the Two Cents podcast. No, is it? Yeah, I was <laughs> never going to say it. But anyways. Yeah, so it's Diana. And it's Ifa. Oi. Yep, and today we've got two special guests with us. Can we all just clap? We've got some models in the building. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Who wants to go first? Yes. Hi, I'm Sandra. Yes. What do you do? Tell us about yourself. Okay, I'm a model and a student. I'm a law student, but I'm almost done. Thank God. Thank God. So, yeah. Lovely. And who else do we have? Hi, I'm Sade. I'm a model as well, but I'm just a model. I'm not as smart as Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> no um, how old are you guys? Yeah. Don't mind. You know, I just, I'm 20. 20. I'm 22. 22. Lovely, lovely. So how did you guys like first start getting into modeling? Like what made you go through that route? Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a model since I was like really little, but I never thought that I could be. Mm. And um, when I was in college, one of my friends just kind of egged me on and like encouraged me to do it. So I just did. And I went to loads of open castings and I applied to loads of agencies and it took a while to get signed. But then I did. And I'm what I look at you now. <laughs> so what was the what was like the first thing you did? Um was it I think you mentioned going to like car- open castings and stuff. What does that yeah, entail? So first, before that actually, I I did a job like as a favor to a friend Mm -hmm. and um I did a shoot and I loved it and then I I knew that it's what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. so I went to loads of open castings and it would literally be like hundreds of girls from all over the world standing in the rain just to get in there for literally two minutes and then you never get a call back (laughs) but I kept doing that and I kept going to walk-ins and um sending my images to agencies and staff and test shooting and making a portfolio and then I signed with my agency in 2019. Oh, oh wow. Congrats. 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 Cool. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Sandra? How's your journey been? Um, I guess slightly similar but different. Um, how did it start? I was I was never really going to go into modeling. I was always just like a really nerdy kid. So school was always <laughs> my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my friends, his friend had a clothing brand. And I guess he just thought I'd be good for it. So he just suggested me. And um, so at first I was doing like shoots here and there for um, for him. And then when I went into uni, I would just do like um, like fittings at UAL like at fashion colleges and stuff, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. stuff like that. So I would just do shoots for here and there and people would ask me and stuff like that. And then I went through the same thing. Like I thought, okay, let me try and get an agency now. So I went around and I didn't get any any signings at all. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to stick to my being nerdy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, and then last year I was working and um, a lady came into my work and she oh just sort God. of asked me like, oh, have you ever modeled? I was like a little bit. Um, she gave me her email And I didn't get back to her for a while because, again, I was on my school path. But then after a while, I thought, let me send her an email. And then I signed like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. You have those stories. You know, like Tyra Banks, which is like, I was in the shop. I was scouted. I know. I was in the shop with my mom. Eventually. But it it wasn't like that at first. It wasn't that kind (laughs) of happened eventually. But I think everyone kind of goes through that. It takes a while, I think. Even when you get scouted, it's really hard because I got scouted when I was like, 15 or something mm. wow. but I just didn't take it seriously because mm. I didn't think that I could ever like do well as a model mm. but like I know so many people who have got scouted and then they often don't even sign with the people that scouted them and right. they like check out other agencies and stuff so it is hard getting signed but then 
it's harder after you get signed. I always <laughs> imagine it? it. No, what are you gonna say? I was gonna say, is it harder after? Because I think it should be nice and easy because you're doing shoots yeah. all the time. You guys know how to work the camera. Like I thought it'd be like when I was like trying to get signed, it was really hard. And models that were already signed would always tell me getting signed is the easiest part. And it used to really wind me up because I'd be thinking, do you know this what is I've hard. been going through? <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is the easiest part. You don't know my struggle. <laughs> um, but no, they were right though. Oh, <laughs> because really. um, I think because it's like seen as quite like a glamorous job, um, and obviously like it's all glitz and glam, getting your makeup done and Everything that is good is in front of the camera, but there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people probably wouldn't know unless they've seen it. Yes, mm-hmm. I think people forget it's a business very yeah. much so. And with yeah. your agency, it's not like you're an employee, like you're working together. So yeah. it's very different from like you go to your job and you get your regular salary and things like that. Like you've got to, it's like being, I would say kind of like being an entrepreneur in a sense that you're yeah. in charge of your career like you are your own boss in that sense so mm-hmm. if you don't push for yourself no one's going to do it for mm-hmm. you so I think yeah well we're self-employed aren't we so yeah exactly I always imagine it being like America's next top model you know when they is it the go see is that what's called when you you know like they always get to that stage yeah. where they take their whole portfolio and they go to like they have to run yeah, around to all the mm-hmm. dance like, do you actually have mm-hmm. to do that like so that's walkings and castings and stuff so oh. would they be like loads in the same day we have to be like oh in 10 minutes I've got to be like down here and then and you jump in a cabin yeah it's actually wow. not so much now because of covid so um a lot of brands don't cast in person anymore but there mm. still is castings but before <laughs> covid um even when like I was barely booking any jobs when I was like very new to modeling I was like going to London um, and you'd literally be running on the tube, one place in West London, one place in East London, one place in, and you'd be doing so much. And then like you, you sometimes have to travel really far as well. And just to see someone for literally two minutes and you'll be waiting as well because there's loads of other girls doing the same thing as you. So yeah, it's, it's hectic when you're doing a lot of castings, but during COVID it's been a lot slower with castings because there's sometimes like Zoom castings and sometimes they just try to cast people that they don't need to see in person and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not as much now. Mm-hmm. Do you not think like not seeing in person, like people can just edit their bodies and stuff like that? or On Zoom? Do they, do they, no, like, oh, do they do it through Zoom? Sometimes, or you send pictures? Or sometimes you pictures, but like oh. it will be our Polaroids that we take in the agency. So mm. you couldn't Oh, you couldn't okay, edit. so you can't. Yeah, you um, can't edit <laughs> Like, or so like you won't be wearing it down my waist. No, yeah, you know, no, no way. one hourglass. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh my you god! Can. Do you know what I actually did once? Let me. You're gonna expose yourself. It was. Um, I had. I got scouted by an agency that I really, really, really wanted to sign with, and um, I needed to send in my Polaroids. And basically, my. Um, I had my hair in a puff, and my puff was touching the ceiling and it like made it flat at the top. So I edited my puff to make it look like how it actually looks if it wasn't touching the door bit, right? Mm -hmm. But um, so I edited it, saved the picture, but like if I was to edit my face on my body, these um, casting directors and scouts, they would know. Like they look Mm. at pictures all day, every day. So they know. But it was literally just my puff. Like, I didn't think anyone would notice. It was going to a white woman anyway. Like, you don't know what my puff looks like. <laughs> so 
I did it, but when I sent the email with the pictures, you know when you have an attachment and it says like image 05, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah it will it say when you face tune. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Exactly yeah. what you mean because I've tried to like brighten mine where like the lighting yeah. was off and it says face to at the so top. It so just it baits just you out. Baits you yeah, baits don't. Out, yeah, it baits you out. So you can't just even don't do it. So did you send it? Can't I, even be the I have never emailed anyone. Mm, you can't do that. No, that's that so is funny. really funny. Yeah, but I think you could tell that the picture was quite natural anyway. But if I'm a scouting director and I'm going to sign you to an agency and the first image you send me says face, face tune. Yeah. That is not giving off trust worthy vibes. Yeah, no, literally not <laughs> yeah. It's literally, I feel like it's such a cutthroat like industry. Yeah. yeah it is. Is it quite bitchy? Because obviously you guys work with like casting directors, other models. Like, is it friendly? Is our girls like girl power support each other? We're all going to help each other. Or is it like very, is it clicky? Like, is it? I think it's own? quite clicky. Actually, yeah. I'll tell you when I was, doing like a lot of um, fittings at UAL. So I'd always be in there like changing and stuff because I'd work with um, the different designers and stuff and they would have like their professors and stuff judging. So while they were outside of the rooms, like I could, we could still, the models, we could still hear like the professors talking and they would just talk complete shit about uh, some of the models, about the designers. Like it's horrible. Like sometimes being in the background and hearing how people speak, it's very, very brutal so you know that people are talking about you like that so mm-hmm. yeah. you definitely have to have a thick skin for sure 100 you, can't you be really insecure do and people get to know would you always say that and like when i was younger and i always wanted to be a model i used to watch america's next top model all the time didn't we all? and they would all go on about how much you have to have thick skin but i didn't realize until i'm actually in the industry and even now it's getting better so like I can't imagine how horrible it would have been like 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. And um, it's usually things that people don't think you can hear, like what you said. I'm way too insecure for that because I'll just be like, listen, (laughs) I'll just be crying. I think my issue would be like, I'm so like rude, I feel like. So I will literally, I'll get onto you. What are you talking about? I understand what you mean. What are you talking about? I will cry. (laughs) I'm sad. I will cry. Catch me outside. I feel what you mean. You know when you've got that thing Thing and like my instinct sometimes is to be rude. Yeah. So you've really got at work, you've got to keep it professional. Yeah. Do you know how many times sure. I've had to bite my tongue? Yeah. Honestly. I think there's a way to politely mm. get your points across mm. though. Like I think you you do learn. And I will say, especially like my last job I um had, I worked in like a luxury fragrance store. So I've I've mastered the art of being very rude to people, but oh, very but without, subtly. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. Without class. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you learn how to do that. And I think in modeling that will take you far. Cause yeah. some people will but some people's critique is not always constructive either. Mm, like 100%. you said, there's people with negative energy, jealous people, bitter people. So not everything you should take on board either. Like True. people will critique yeah. you and it's, it may not actually be accurate. I don't know if you've yeah, experienced. Yeah, they may be being a bit of a hater. Even like casting directors, anyone. So you've got to like take it with a bit of a pinch of salt. Yeah. And like yeah. know when to say, Which actually why, no. Yeah. yeah. You really have to be self-aware because if I have negative feedback and I look back on my performance and I think actually, you know what? I should have done this better mm. or I didn't come with this, then I would always take it on board and do better. Mm-hmm. But there is sometimes when it's like, I know, like, even if I haven't seen the pictures during a shoot, I know if I made a mistake. And if I 
killed it. I know that I killed it. You're not going to tell me that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you You're not going to tell me that I didn't. <laughs> so sometimes you have to just know that there are people with certain opinions that might have nothing to do with you that are going to be reflected mm-hmm. back onto you. So yeah. it's just what it is. I think you can take that into like any sort of industry yeah. and situation. There's haters mm-hmm. everywhere. There's, there's, yeah. there's always a dickhead at every workplace. Yep. There's always yeah. one person that's just like, oh, just fuck off. Like, there's always <laughs> that one person. Why are you so bad vibes? Isn't like, it? Like, yes. of literally. Honestly. So going off of this topic, um, obviously you two are models. Um, mm-hmm. You're both clearly different skin shades. So your Sade is lighter skin. So you're, and then obviously Sandra's darker skinned. Do you feel like the experiences for both of you have been, actually I can't really, because you don't know how it's Yeah. Do. Like, yeah. do you feel like, your skin colour plays a part in how people treat you, the kind of jobs you get. Do you feel like one of you may have to work harder because obviously you're different shades or do you feel like it's quite equal? Um, I can't say harder because I don't know your experience, but I will 100% say it's different from being on set and different models. I'll definitely say it's, it's different. In what way? Um, there's a lot. It's, it's, a, it's a big topic. There's a lot of ways it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say when you have darker skin, you're very like typecast in a certain way. Like when you're booked for a job, like they want you for a particular reason. And it typically is for your skin tone. Like, I don't know if you've gone to set, if you see the bright outfit with the, like the bright orange and whatever, I always know what's for me immediately. Like I know that's for me. Yeah. The orange and the the bright red and the bright colors because they want it to pop on your skin or Mm -hmm. certain things like that. So Mm -hmm. just from little things like that, Makeup and hair, that is a... That's a loaded topic. That's one thing I want to touch on. That's a loaded topic. Boy, they need to start booking black makeup artists, black hairstylists that know how to work with these models because Mm. y'all be having some of them look crazy. It's ridiculous. And do you know what? Now that um, makeup brands have come out with so many more shades and stuff, Mm. your professional makeup artist who gets paid a lot of money, who's been working in the industry for years and years and years, there is zero excuse, honestly, facts. for the way they do black models' makeup and hair as well. It is ridiculous. And the thing is, is that my skin is really light, so it shouldn't be hard for me. So I know that if if I've struggled, and like I know there's there's definitely white girls with fake tan who have the same foundation facts. as me. Facts. So. <laughs> If you manage to put their makeup on, why can't you put mine on? But anyway, I know that if I've struggled and my skin is really light and like it's not that hard for me to find my foundation shade, then for dark skin models with makeup must be ridiculous. Like I've seen sometimes on set, they don't even bring it with them. Like they have a palette. You're chatting. And the darkest shade is making me look crazy. No, they don't, honestly. And I'm light. So... That's really scary. Do you guys not want to say something or you all like, do you feel like, to be fair, you shouldn't have to say something because they should have already patterned it. So Mm. it shouldn't be your responsibility. How does that make you feel thinking that you're kind of second? You're not really, you're basically not considered. considered. I think Mm. that's completely it. Because one of the, with modeling, you, it's about projecting confidence on camera. And that's one thing that I noticed, especially in like my photos earlier on, you can see like a lack of confidence in someone's face. And you can see mm-hmm. when someone's uncomfortable. 
the worst thing ever, and I'm sure any girl can relate to this, is not feeling pretty, like not feeling attractive. Like you and know when you get ready, doing... yeah, your makeup's <laughs> off, everything. It's even worse, like if you're surrounded by lighter skinned girls and everyone looks amazing and it's just you. Like I remember going to shoots and being like, can I just get a bit of like brown lip liner, like around this bright pink lip that you put on me? Or mm-hmm. I don't the shade is like, I don't know, it's a bit off, but or even with hair, especially like with wigs and stuff, I they don't bother to touch your hair. Like every girl will get like beautiful waves and curls and them like, oh, your hair's fine. We'll just run a straightener through it. They'll even be like, oh no, it looks, it's fine. It's fine. But you can tell they're just intimidated to touch you. Yeah. So you kind of go on to set. If you, like I said, if you don't have that kind of inner confidence, you can go feeling so down just yeah. because of, you know, how you've ended up looking. Mm-hmm. So I think that's yeah. definitely something. But why do you feel like they don't hire black hairstylists and... I don't understand why they can't just. There's so it's not like there's a in, lack of. Yeah, there's so mm. many. There's go so on Instagram, many. type in hashtag wigs, hashtag front, and you'll find them. Like I don't get why they just. You know, it's no. I honestly don't think it can be chalked down to anything other than just plain racism. Because for models, if they're not booking enough black models, it's shown in the campaigns. Mm. People are upset about the lack of representation, but behind the scenes, nobody sees it. So if you're flicking through a magazine or you're out shopping, you don't know that there was one black person in a team of 50 people. So they don't get backlash for it. And I do think that because they don't get backlash for it, and the truth is they don't really care. The only reason they even try to do, for the most part anyway, the only reason there is representation is because it's gotten to a point where they kind of have to. But for behind the scenes where people don't see it, they just don't care. That's yeah. That's one thing I think. I feel like all this inclusivity of skin colors, all shades, all races, is because of campaigns. For example, I feel like Fenty Beauty was one who just kicked everyone in the ass. And yeah. Was like, they showed from like the lightest from albino skin girls. Can I say skin, that? Yeah. Yeah. From mm. albino girls with their skin shades, who probably find it really difficult to find their color. It's like the darkest of the darks. Like Rihanna really thought about everyone. Yeah. And ever since then, I feel like every other beauty brand's been jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. All about yes, all we love all colors, having all the girls in the campaigns because it looks good. Mm. I don't feel like it's because they genuinely care. I just feel like it's just a marketing campaign and a way for them yeah. to yeah. You know? appear. And even something I've seen, I don't know, I can't remember exactly where, but apparently loads of black women like buy so much makeup products in comparison to other ethnic groups. And it's mm-hmm. just like, but you don't include us, but yeah, we're the ones, the ones buying the pr- mm-hmm. pr- yeah. products. Contributing yeah. to your money. In it. Exactly. Black women <laughs> and using it very well. On yeah. beauty products, hair and makeup than any other demographic Facts. in the world. Um, obviously because you're so beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, it's like they're, their racism is making them blind to the fact that they're losing out on millions and millions of pounds mm. because um, even like older women who maybe not even care about makeup that much, if if they're going super drug and they can't find their shade, they'll get it from a hair shop. But they could have, the, the bigger beauty brands could have made so much money in that one shopping trip. Mm-hmm. And that's for however many black women that can't find their shade obviously mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit better now probably because of Fenty like I do think that made such yeah, a yeah they set a new standard they set standards yeah. high and I was yeah, even yeah. shades when there was before I even remember like when I was younger like I remember all my white friends used to wear makeup and like I remember do you guys remember Matt Moose? There was no Matt Moose for me there was no Matt Moose for us oh my gosh you're lying I remember that like that was that. I never started wearing makeup until like sixth form like you're 
12, 13. You started quite late. Yeah, because there was no makeup in that's the drugstore. That is that, really sad. That, that fit. But we like we grew up in a similar area. Yeah, so. we did. But yeah, I don't know about you, well. but for me, there was no foundation. Since dream at most, yeah. And, and, there was only, there was, and there was only like one shade. Yeah. yeah. It was just, like different it, shades it, of white and just one brown shade. Exactly. See, that's the thing. That one brown shade, like, I was too dark for that one brown shade. So I just, yeah, so I just never, I never wore foundation till now. Makeup skills are interesting. So I now. think you're, you look amazing today. Both of you look yeah, incredible. Yeah, so too. beautiful. Like, I just love these black queens. <laughs> Honestly, yes, yeah. yes, queen. You guys are stunning. <laughs> no, yeah, Thank you. you. That's so crazy. That's though, really. Like, that's actually sad. Like they the took that, that experience though. away from you. Like I feel like yeah. every girl in, should go through the peaks where the makeup's a bit rubbish in the beginning, and then you just keep elevating yeah, you know, and getting I didn't better. Have but that stage, I literally I didn't wear makeup when all my friends wore makeup, mm. and then. I only wore like mascara and then I wore bronzer. And then when I started getting into makeup was like when I was really interested in it. I would spend like time watching YouTube videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I, by the time I started wearing makeup, I was really good at makeup. Because you was been, yeah, I think YouTube it. helps yeah. a lot of us. Yes, yeah. YouTube because saved when, the day really. Yeah. I never actually watched YouTube though. I just, I just got that natural techno jacket. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it was just, I learned from like if there, Sarah, like my friends, like, because mm. They all went through their face. Do you remember? Yeah, like we my always sister, wore makeup. And then my her, sister used to be worried about me because like I was like <laughs> ultimate. She'd pull me to the side and be like, please, can you speak to Dan? I'm actually really worried about no, her. Like, why I she was doing makeup. Like, I was so tomboy, tomboyish, like very. So my sister always used to be like, oh my God, she doesn't wear makeup. All of her friends, they're wearing makeup, doing mm-hmm. their hair, like <laughs> weaves and stuff. And I just wasn't. Why do you feel like you wasn't interested? She just not care. I was just a tomboy. Yeah, fair That's the thing I get. I, I was that nerdy kid, so it just didn't concern me. Yeah. Until a certain point when did you feel like when was that point for you where you felt like okay let me start to like you know do you know what actually we're talking about it so throughout school I always had white friends because that was what was available but I can relate that was what was there so it was picking that do you know what I mean but it was like when I went into sit form I think I think my whole perspective of myself just changed and I just really decided like I would rather have no friends than to be friends with certain people. Mm-hmm. So I just went in like, I'm just going to go and see what happens. And on the first day, there was two new black girls. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> so we made friends. And then I think through that, like we sharing makeup tips and stuff like that, because I never had that experience. It's yeah. different, you know, hair and wigs and things like that. Like I was kind of open to a whole, open to a whole new world because I'd never had friends who have, you know, this shared experiences. So yeah. I think from those friendships... I started developing love for makeup and hair and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And when you start getting better, you start to love even more. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the people who you're around plays a really big part. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't for like you guys, I, I, I don't know. Because even Lost now cars. to this day, I'm really not that interested. But, you know, I got to When you match, go out, you I have got to, to match look. everyone's energy. Because you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. My age mates are looking like this. No, like, honestly, I can't be doing I this. No, 100. So I think, yeah, that helps. Yeah. Shada, um, I wanted to ask you, what's your experience like? Do you feel like, it's easier for you or harder for you being light skinned in comparison to darker girls or like, like, or even in comparison to white girls. Like, how do you feel like you were treated in the modern world? Um, I feel like, um, in the modern industry, there, there's like different phases where like a look is in fashion. So mm. it will be like scouts are on the look for Brazilian girls or like whatever it is. There'll be like a specific look, and that will usually be the look of like the new big supermodels and stuff that you see and then it trickles down and that's like what scouts are looking for so I feel like 
there was a like kind of a trend I would say of like um mixed race models and light skin models and stuff um so like you would always see it and I think sometimes um when brands are just trying to book a black girl for just like they need to have one in there you know (laughs) they'll, (laughs) they'll book one or the other like I feel like they think if they've booked someone that looks like me, they don't need to book someone who looks like you because yeah. they've checked the box and mm, vice so versa. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's like sometimes, like I've never really been until recently with a, um, or seen, not been, sorry, seen a group of girls and it would only ever be like one of them that looks like you. It would never be multiple unless it was like a black owned brand or something. Mm. But if there was like, 20 women I can bet that like two of them would look like that I would see myself in if that because I think they just want to check the box Mm -hmm. so it means that like you don't get to see as many but like recently I've had like a bare experience I shot um was someone who literally looked just like me (laughs) um the other day but um I I can't really say if it's easier or harder obviously because I don't know what it's like to walk in your shoes but I do know that like especially like the makeup and hair thing Mm. maybe not hair but makeup um it's probably easier because like my shade is just probably like they could probably put a white girl shade on me it wouldn't look as bad Mm -hmm. so how do you find it with hair then with hair so I have like 4C hair okay so same we're in the same boat yeah Yeah. so like it's probably the same in Mm. terms of hair but um like, I always have to wear wigs. But without, like, when I'm not modelling, mm. I have my hair out all the time. But I can, like, barely have my hair out mm. um, now because of work. And it's just, it's kind of annoying. You know how, like, you can't just do what you want with, like, if I wanted to just get a tattoo mm. or get a piercing or you can't. change my hairstyle. Well, you can, but it will be a detriment to you. Yeah. You got to so, tell your agency listen, that kind of thing. I got thing. five. Just, yeah. I got five tattoos. <laughs> Where do we go from here? So like, <laughs> I really wanted my nose pierced. Mm. And um, the thing is, is like some clients will like it, but if one client doesn't like it, you have to take it out. It's a problem, yeah. Up. So wow. you have to, we don't have to, but like. In order to actually. You kind of have to ask your agent if mm-hmm. you want to change anything. Yeah. And I got braids and I actually worked quite a lot whilst I had braids, but now I can't get braids again. So why not? Is it because of it's not gonna match their look? Yeah, that it's not it's not the look that they want. So say if you want me with a wig. So if you want a giraffe out and this is how you wanted to so you might not be able to book a job because of you've got your natural hair out. Yeah, I've I've in all my jobs I've had my hair out one time. Mm. Um and I had like in a park, it was for a Christmas campaign and since then, I've never had my hair out. I've had my hair in cornrows and stuff for test shoots, but I've only ever had my hair plaited once for, like, an actual shoot that wasn't a test. Mm. And, yeah, it's kind of annoying because you don't really have a choice about it. So, like, in the email when they're asking, so they'll usually say, like, make sure you bring this or and make sure you have nude underwear or something like that. Mm. Which, again, is even trickier for black models because mm-hmm. you can't just run into Primark and get that because it doesn't. it's not the same colour as your skin. Um, oh, so they, they're saying stuff like get nude underwear so it like, why, don't, why don't you get it yeah. for me? Since yeah. you want no, it for like, me so badly. Me. And also, like, 
to touch on the hair thing, when they want to do cornrows and do um, feed-ins on their white models, they're seen as edgy and trendy and they'll go and do some big eyeliner to make it look all exotic <laughs> and editorial. Absolutely. But then when we want to carry it naturally, it's just like, oh, you're doing Can't too do much. Like, mm. Literally. It's just... On my birthday, oh my God, so I had braids, but I needed to take them out. They were scruffy. I wanted to take them out and have my hair done for my birthday. And I couldn't because I'd work on my birthday. Um, and it was like a younger, the like the younger cool brand kind of like braids and stuff because it's trendy. Mm-hmm. Um, so they asked me to keep my braids in, but then I wasn't allowed to have my, that was on Saturday. And then by Monday morning, I had to have a wig on and I can't even cornrow my own hair. So on my oh, birthday, no. I had to take out my like bum length, knotless braids and like do my whole wash routine, get my hair braided by hairdresser on Sunday in a pandemic so that my hair could be in a wig by Monday. And it's like, if I had turned up to work with braids on Monday, they probably would have never booked me again because it's like, I'm not following instructions. That's crazy. Mm. Just um, 48 hours. What if you have dreads? Like, what about models who have dreads and stuff? They can't just take off their dreads. Mm-hmm. So like, it's, I guess that's part of your look. Yeah. That's, so that would yeah. be just anything you book. Is just, okay. So they, so that's they like what you come getting. with. Right. It's literally just, they need you to show up how they expect you to be. So if they've seen yeah. casting photos of you, even with wigs, like they'll tell you ahead of time, like, don't come and switch up in rims when we have colors or like it's short all of a sudden because yeah. which I get because they've booked you thinking you look a certain, a certain way. way so you can't show up and just look a completely different way right um but I would say I think it's kind of the opposite with dark skin like they want you to have your hair out because that's part of yeah. they want you to look as black as possible <laughs> yeah. like you're the black but that's you're what I mean one. like yeah you're, you're very black black you're very type, yeah you're very like typecast you're the black model like they want the black model with like the big afro and all that so yeah. I find the opposite because I like wearing wigs so I find it very easy oh, I don't like doing so all the, the, the yeah the, the so wash weird. routine and yeah <laughs> it's a bit long and I'm not that great with my natural hair if I'm honest so mm-hmm. for me it's just easy I feel like everyone can relate like throw your wig on and go yeah so on. yeah so when the same thing when like a client will be like oh can you bring your hair out and I'm just like oh my god no like I'm meant to take these cornrows all out tonight and oh. style it and go and then like put it back for like in two days so that is yeah. a bit long, so. So long. for you, it's like they want you to look as black as possible. Yeah. And for me, it's like they want me to as look. As exotic as possible, as yeah. Ambiguous. ambiguous. there you go, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That is crazy. That is very I have not got time all of this. I've had bad this feedback is lo- for being too pale, though. Really? Like, multiple clients. So, I don't understand. How can you not know what you look like You're mixed race. So what are you supposed to be? Literally, it's like, I don't want to talk too much because... <laughs> That's anyone's name. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I I feel, this is like genuinely what I believe, is that if I look pale, then maybe I'm not ticking the box I'm meant to be ticking Mm. in terms of like representation Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, Because... That like so, sometimes I'm not. I know that I'm pale. That that's the color of my skin. But like sometimes I'll be at work and there'll be a white girl who has darker skin than me. Obviously, it's not real. Um, but because of fake tan. Yeah, yeah. But they should be coming tan. in with fake tan. You should represent the whites. Like no, but we're they're, they're supposed to literally. Like, <laughs> yeah. Especially because the lights are so bright as well when you're shooting ecom, it does wash you out a bit. But at the same time, that is the color of my skin, and I think that. Um, 
they have like an idea of what a mixed race person is supposed to look like, mm-hmm. even though you can have the same color as a white person or the same color as a black person mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. be mixed. Um, but yeah, it's not just one client. So it's multiple clients that I've um, washed out. So like I've been asked to, no one has asked me to tan, but they've said, Basically, come sort, a bit darker. Sort out. <laughs> I was gonna actually, I actually wanted to so ask you. I've been getting sunburned, which is not good. Yeah, don't do that. Not good. And I actually wanted to ask you: Do you ever feel like you have to like, like you're stuck in the middle, like you have to pick one side, like you can't be in the middle? Yeah. Um. I I don't honestly I don't think so. I don't feel like. Do you mean like at work or in general? Like, both. A bit of both. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I feel like. Okay, when I first started modeling and I was going to castings and stuff, they was, you know, like how you said they want me to be like exotic. Mm. I've been called exotic so many times. <laughs> but they, Such a they what are you mixed with? Such a what are you mixed with? Um, I'm Nigerian and British, but my mum is like my mum's side of the family are Caribbean and stuff, but my mum's white. And okay. people at castings and stuff would be like to me, so like there must be some kind of like oriental in Oh my god. Because I have like <laughs> have almond eyes. But do you know how many Nigerian girls I know who mm. have almond-shaped eyes? Like it's not just an Asian thing. I know a lot of I know some black yeah, girls. Yeah. yeah. I don't you understand. Have, like, what does that mean? Because yeah, <laughs> my eye shape, you're now trying to put me in one category. <laughs> no, they think you're half like Asian and half black yes, and half this and half. Asking me like, um, like, do you have any Caribbean in you? Do you have any? And like, but but the thing that's funny is, no matter what I tell you where I'm from, I'm gonna look the same. You're not gonna write on <laughs> on the jobs. <laughs> this girl's from twenty countries. Yeah. So why does it matter? That's what I don't get. But um, yeah, like outside of work, I've never felt really that I have to in one box with I feel like with black people I've never been made to feel any different from okay so your experience has been great yeah, yeah like, with good. black people I've never been made to feel like I'm different than them okay mm. but with white people obviously I am like, I just feel like white people see black and white yeah if you're mixed race yeah. they're like no you're black yeah trust mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah no but then sometimes people would be like to me Almost as if being black is a negative thing. Like, no, you're not black. Ew. Are you mad? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They'd, be like, <laughs> they'd be like, no, you're not black. You're oh, light gosh. brown at most. This is the thing. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is colorism coming in. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, everyone hates being black, but they low-key love being black. No. They love our culture. You love yourself. What the fuck is light brown? I think you're complimenting me, but you're offending me. What the fuck is light brown? And black is bad. And black is in you that you're part black how so how are you telling me like or like sometimes they would say black, something they would say something <laughs> about okay so maybe they'd say something about this has happened quite a lot black men and obviously i'm not a man um <laughs> but they'd say something outright racist but about black men but if you're being racist to black women or black men you're being racist to black people yeah um and they'd be like yeah but you're not even black or you're not even a man. Like, you're not even a black man. Like, what are you talking about? Like, like I'm crazy for being annoyed. So, and that's how I know that not as many allies that aren't black speak up when there's no black people in the room because... They have energy. Even if I'm not black at all, well, I can't be annoyed that you're racist. Mm-hmm. 
But what kind of stuff do they say? Like, well, I grew up in Kent, so oh, join the club, <laughs> gang. It, it's been a lot of things. Like, especially at school, it was like you know the in quotation marks dark humor was oh, so banter. bad. Yeah, quote yeah. unquote banter. So bad, but mm. I can't. I can't bite my tongue over things and it's not something that I can just ignore. So I'm obviously really angry and then they'll be like, you know, just making out like I'm pulling the race card. Do you know how many oh. times people said that? Don't that saying I'm, really like, irritates me. Like, mm-hmm. how, okay, what's the race? I don't have a card. Like, as in, oh, let me pull it out. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Are you dumb? You're like, dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, so just shut annoying. the fuck up. And it's just, it just goes to show like, because for you to tell, when I haven't even said anything, for you to turn around and say that, what the fuck are you going about? Like, clearly you and you realise that there's a problem. Because if you feel like I can pull a card... Yeah, there what, should yeah. be a card to pull. Should, like, sure. well, why are you talking then? Do you know what I mean? I why hate, are you saying what you're that. saying if you feel like I can pull a card? Yeah, mm. like, how are you being racist? You've been like, oh, lighting up, ain't that deep? Is everyone going to get home? Like, they need, they need to stop telling us how we can feel. Fact. It's annoying. It's annoying because you're not black. Like... Even at work, I'm going off on the tangent, but even at work, there was some lady that I work with and I work at school and stuff. And she was like, yep, to the kids. Yep. I didn't really believe in the Black Lives Matter movement. And I was like, why? Because I try to be calm because I'm angry and I'm the angry black woman. Yeah. All these people are actually sassy. Like, da, 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 da. <laughs> but it's mad that she said that. Yeah. And I was, like, I, was, I was like, okay, why did you think Why did you think that? And then she was like, because it was in the pandemic. And I just feel like it was really, really like, Inconsiderate, like we're in a global pandemic, and I was like, "Oh, did you follow the pandemic rules?" And she was like, "No, I didn't." She's not making too much sense. Just and not I was like, "Oh, how? Well, how come?" She's like, "Because oh, I went to go see my daughter. I was going to see my friends, and I was just like, okay I was like, at the end of the day, like sometimes you need to strike the pan when it's hot. The whole Black Lives Matter movement happened for a reason, and people are talking about it now because of it. And I was just like, mm. and even in front of the kids, like you're saying that in front of young people, <laughs> scary. Like, and there was a black kid there, like and he was thinking, just shut the fuck up, Miss. Like scary. Shut up. Like, <laughs> yeah. He literally said, like, why? Are you, why is she saying this? Oh. And she was even saying how, like, I feel like um, black. So she, she was like One thing I hate as well Is the word nigger And I was thinking First of all She actually said nigger <laughs> And I was sorry, just sitting there sorry. like oh I swear my life She said I hate the word She can't she was like, said that oh Forgive me for saying this I hate the word nigger Oh my god Oh my god And I was like Oh What? And then she was like I feel like black people Shouldn't be saying it as well Oh my okay. god Listen Tell Mind this woman to catch me outside. I'm, I'm going to pull up. And also, I feel like the borders should be closed. And if that makes me racist, then I don't know. <laughs> you're a racist like, then, yeah. People are just so ignorant. I'm just like, I can't even... Like, I tried to explain to her, like, at the end of the day, there was other... There was other... Um, Protests that were happening yeah. and violent ones that were happening, but like obviously this one caused such an uproar. But I was just like, you're actually saying this in a school with all the white kids, and then once one of the little white kids was like, yeah, I do think like we were in a pandemic as well, like we shouldn't have done that, Miss. So I was thinking, just shut up. Why are you like black? You go to the protests. Were you there? I didn't concern you. In it, you weren't there. Why are you so bothered? So like you like. I just let us break the lockdown rules because we want to. Literally, so what's your, you weren't there, what's your so you, and you didn't. I, mean, I didn't catch COVID when I went to the protest. I was Trust. Gucci, like mm. don't know about what's you. Your business? But yeah, it's just like there's even like in the educational systems. Like I feel like there's like so many racist teachers and stuff. Hundred mm. oh, yeah. percent. Going off of that, how was your experiences at school? Did you guys experience racism or a lot, a lot for sure? Really, and not just from kids, from teachers, from everybody. And I think the the big issue about that is it really affects. I know people say like your life chances, but it does. Like it makes it such an anxiety and a problem to mm-hmm. come into school. 
when there's like teachers and students creating problems for you. And like you said, with that, like um, the people who are my friends at school, they used to call me that word, like just casually. What a nigger. Yeah, almost as a nickname. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's yeah. Is that over there? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just got like, I'm fed up. No more of this. How do you say that's a nickname? Yeah, this girl said to me, I can say what I want. It was like them little things that started to click for me. Like, but the thing, and this is funny because I've had, we were all from Kent, but I've had this conversation with people in London and people in London are very much like, yeah, I'll never have that, blah, blah, blah. Re- but it's like, I don't think you get what it's like to You're be the only by yourself. One. The yeah, only to Sometimes be by yourself. Like I've been attacked at nighttime in Kent. You're joking. People like shouted that word at me. Like I was with my cousin, I remember I was about 15. Like threw stuff at us outside the car and called us that. Like oh my teachers, all sorts. I don't think people understand the when it's of it. yeah when it's to the point of literal violence. What little girl? And we were saying this as well. It, it's worse when it comes from other black people because from white people you get it, but when it's from other black people, that's when it's really Especially, harmful and painful. Yeah. When you say black people, do you mean black girls, black boys? We need to be specific. Let's at them. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yes, it's always the black boys, isn't it? It's always the black boys. It's, it's still kind of doing now, but it's not as bad. But some of them, the ones that are with other races, love to be mm. like, oh, black girls are ugly. But like, I can I can get it from the perspective of they always say like even people who bully, like if you feel put down. You want to deflect it and put it onto someone else that you feel is below mm-hmm. you. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. black girls, especially if you have dark skin, we're considered like bottom of the barrel. So it's easy to attack us and like deflect it off from you. So I have sympathy in that sense. I know if I was going through it, they were going through it. But it's harder if I'm going through it, you're going through it, and you're making it worse for me to make it better for you. Instead With, of sticking up for you. Yeah. yeah. Mm. With black men, though, I think that's the cycle. Dana's ready. (laughs) No, the psychology of self-hate has a lot to play Mm. because I feel like back in the day, obviously with like slavery and like um, colonization and stuff, Mm. I feel like white people were seen to be the superior race. I mean, though they were the colonizers. They were the ones who were like essentially seen as better than us. You know what I mean? They were the oppressors. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of black people are conditioned to think that being black basically isn't it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then I feel like that's worse with black men. And mm. I feel like black men now see black women as like, just not the superior, not yeah. the superior ones. Do you know what I we mean? We all know it's like the lighter, the better. Yeah, yeah. literally. And then that comes from like the Eurocentric ideology of what is pretty. Like mm-hmm. it's not the big noses, it's not the big lips. Do you know what I mean? Like it's the skinny noses and like, like the Eurocentric idea of what is pretty. Exactly. So I feel like that is a, a re- the reason why a lot of black men will like date outside of their race. And whenever you ask a black man, oh, so why are you with that woman? They'll be like, oh, well, black women are this, that, and mm-hmm. I didn't ask you what you think of black women. I asked yeah. you why you're with a white person. Do you know what I mean? But they'll never tell you she's yeah. got amazing qualities. Do you know what I mean? They will <laughs> never tell you that. Literally. They will never tell you that. They'll be like, oh, black women are this. You men are too aggressive. You men are too angry. They'll say mm-hmm. this, you know? Like, I even, I remember, I even asked like one of my um, family members, I'm not going to bait them out. Mm-hmm. I was like, why didn't you go for like black, Girls and he's like, because they remind me of you and your sister, like my sister. <gasps> no. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Are you fucking dumb? Because like, they wear wigs. I don't get why they wear wigs. I was like, Are you okay? Like, mum, like, I kind of read them out. But you know, like, our mum wears wigs, like, yeah. aunties wear wigs. Like, what the hell? Like, mm. and I was like, How can you even say that? But I don't know if it's because they were brought up in like Kent. Yeah. It's just the, it's the ideology. It's the, because we say it as well, like, obviously, men are trash, but that's because. Of what? I don't actually think men actually, actually yeah. I do. I'm not I, don't, I don't think that. <laughs> I just think it's a, it's self-preservation. And that's why I mean, that's why I say I don't blame them too much. Yeah. I can understand where it comes from. Yeah. I don't agree with 
how they may deal with it. Yeah. But I understand because we've been in that position where it's yeah. like you're by yourself. You have no one to defend you. Yeah. So especially with kids, it's very easy to be mean. And especially if being mean to someone else can get everyone to stop being mean to you. Yeah. It's sort of the easiest thing to do. Yeah. But um, we were saying as well how everything switched though recently. Hmm? We're, we're chocolate darlings now, now and melanin queens or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. It's actually true. Keep the mm. same energy, not gonna lie. Energy you had five years ago, please. No, hundred. Like I heard someone was like, um, uh, what they say? They're like, oh, seven, like talking about me. They're like, oh, Diana's blown up now, hasn't she? Mm. I've been going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, but yeah. But do you not also feel like? Obviously, we are girls growing up in Kent as black girls, but don't you feel like black? In my personal opinion, mm. I feel like black boys in Kent had it easier. Because if they're good because at sports, they were fetishized. They're fetishized. Yeah. White girls love them. Like, oh, the white boys cute, always, yeah. the white always wanted them on their team. Oh, he's Listen, fast. He's, he's, quick, he's fast. He's going to be on my team. Yeah, like, hundreds. Like, they were the cool kids. It yes. was trendy. That's yeah. what it is. And I think that it was more for boys than it was for girls. Yeah. And it would be like, they were just, they were just seen as like cool. You well, know? the lads. And really probably because like black people... Um, influence popular culture a lot So it probably would be The athletes and the rappers And the singers and stuff Are black So now the little black boys in school Who dress cool They're cool now as well mm. So then But I, I don't really think it was like that For girls No it was completely opposite And mm. all the all the white girls Would fancy the black boys and stuff mm. which, Even uh, the ugly ones Yeah just because <laughs> Of certain stereotypes no, exactly. Literally like but it's just, you know, I heard, I can't remember where I heard this, but it was, I found it really true that um, with black men and white women, because they, I guess, also face oppression in society as women, as black people. But for them, it's like their self-esteem almost can be taken from putting black women down. Because black men. For both both groups. Right. Like for black men, um, I guess things like dating outside the race or putting black women down, it's like, that's their being better. They're better as long as they're better than black women. Mm-hmm. And same, I don't know if you've experienced this. I'm sure it's pretty black girls. White girls don't like you. Like if 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 anyone finds you attractive, it kind of pisses them off. And yes. you can tell, especially if a white boy finds you attractive, it really makes them mad. Because yes. like their self-esteem is built on being more attractive than you. So think, well, you actually you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You on, the, on the first like, episode, you said it. So on the first episode, I swear you said it and you were talking about some, some hater girl. Oh my God, some bitch I used to go to school with. Mm. <laughs> Literally, I would like wear makeup. I, I would always want to wear makeup and stuff. And she was like, you don't need to wear makeup. Black girls don't need makeup. Like, you don't need to wear makeup. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I can't, oh, no, it was your op. <laughs> I can't remember Oh they always used to stare at me And my friends mm. like, is, nah. is that why? You mentioned it in the first episode Shall, I can't anyway, remember But like, that yeah. idea of They said it like, They said it They were like They'd give me dirty looks I will literally just be Minding my business They'd all come in a group They were a year above me They'd just stare at me And my friends You and Liz said it It was like they were trying To put you in your place Like yeah, who? Yeah, exactly. I was so confident I was exactly. I was really mouthy When I was I don't know who the hell I thought I was But I was really mouthy And I was really like Confident and like Always like the loud one mm. Like everyone thought I was quite funny Just saying <laughs> And like I don't Maybe they didn't like that I was so confident And I was like Part of that The Popular, yeah. yeah. So they don't like that, and so they just thinking, feel like they need to what place put you in your place. You? But that's you know? what I'm saying because I think they get put down with black men and white women. They feel to put you in your place because they they think your place is below them. Like yeah. you're the one yeah. group whose place is below them. Yeah. So they feel very 
like their a lot of their self esteem and confidence comes, comes from, from putting you down. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I think you've got to realize that before it starts to affect you. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I know body checking for them anyway. So Trust. it's the way you said that they needed to put you in their place. I remember when I was at school, obviously, I, like I was the only. I think there was one mixed girl. There was no black girls in my whole school. Um, and there was like three mixed and black boys. Like that was it. So all my friends were white. And I remember I was like 12 or 13 and I got my first weave. I was feeling myself. <laughs> oh my God, that first. I, I looked amazing. <laughs> it probably was trash, but it <laughs> felt amazing. And um, I looked good and like boys started fancying me and stuff. I mean, really, they'd been fancying me because I've been pretty. Come on. <laughs> Believe in your Honestly. But my friend, she was like, well, she saw herself as prettier than me. Um, you can always tell when people will think that about you. Like, yeah. You just yeah. always just tell. And I remember she said to me when, and I didn't wear makeup as well, but then I'd started like putting on a bit of mascara and stuff and I'd got my weave and she was like, I'm a bit worried you're catching up to me. Eh? Damn. Like, eh? She didn't try to hide it like straight, straight up. Straight confused. up. You must be confused. Are you mad? One of us is attractive here and it's, not you. <laughs> <laughs> period. She, 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 period. Was, she was really horrible, but um, yeah, it's just little comments like that, and it's like you thrive on seeing yourself as better than me. Exactly. And I've seen a lot of things saying that like um, white women and black women that only black women, black men that only date white women, hold white women. To a lower standard than black women. So there might be a white woman who's seen as conventionally really unattractive. Mm. Um, but she's more attractive than black women just because she's white. But if there was a black woman who had her kind of features or her body type or her level of looks, they would be ugly and disgusting. But because she's white, she's average or she's pretty. Yeah. Even- I think that goes really particularly with colorism as well, yeah. especially because between yes. black women, we tend to have similar features. So yeah. It's not even as distinct to different yeah. with black and white women. But if you're black, especially if you have dark skin, you've got to be like the most beautiful out of this world looking girl compared to a girl with lighter skin. Even if you, you could look the same and just paint in different colors, but being dark, you really have to be like out of Outside this world. Yeah. 100%. Because I will, n- I will never forget. Um, um, when I was in uni, some guy, obviously he was light skin. He was... He was black, but he was like lion skinned. And he he even with his chest allows his friends to record it and post it on Snap. He was like how uh he said, what did he say? I think he said, a dead light skinned girl if I slap. is better looking than a peng dark skinned girl. I said, There you go. What is the <laughs> That's what you're a king and you're a colorist. What, yeah. is, the, what is the meaning? Yeah. What does that mean? It's so like, are you what? but you see everywhere, like even like Footballers and like mm. rappers, like they always go as well. The majority of them, anyway, that I see, I don't know about, I don't know every single one, but the majority, what I see, they always put the lighties in the front and like mm. it's obviously now you see more dark skin models and stuff and on the front line. But is it because it's a trend or is it because yeah, it's it's very that it's like it's a yeah. status symbol. Yeah. It's like it's a status symbol, like. Mm. Um, like your prize now that you've made it or something like mm-hmm. your trophy and it's really embarrassing and the, <laughs> it's really embarrassing those, those mixed and light-skinned women who claim to love black people and black women especially 
but date those kind of men mm. are just as bad, if not worse, because they know they know what's going on. Like mm-hmm. you're not an idiot. I know when someone only fancies me because of the color of my skin. Like mm-hmm. I'm not. Stupid. How do you know though? Actually, I don't want to say that. So because you, you can. They have a. You know how you're saying how like black men who date outside of their race only when you ask them why they fancy. Um. What, why you? Why do you love white women? It'll be a black women. If if you come at me thinking I'm any different in terms of like behavior than other black women, then you've got me all wrong. Like if um, a man's talking about oh, but black women are loud or black women are me this. as well. I'm loud. I'm me loud. too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> and also like it's it, I. These other mixed women are showing me up because it's embarrassing that you thought you could say that in front of me mm. and I would be like, yeah, hee hee. That's, <laughs> that's so loud, isn't it? That's, yeah. so, that's so loud. I'm so much better. Like, no, don't try that shit with me. I, I literally get you because I remember I used to date this mixed race boy and he showed me one time his friends, one of his friends was also mixed race in their group chat. They called me his slave girlfriend. <gasps> And he even showed it and to you. No, but why did he show it to you? I don't, that's what I need to know. But, uh, why do your friends feel so no, comfortable wait, shit about me? There should be so scared. many questions. No answers to no, any of them, but so many mad. questions. Do you know what I'm saying? But I get how that can... Should have twisted his ear. Those things can then like stain your mind because like I've spoken to some of my friends who also have dark skin and they genuinely feel fear dating outside of their race and things like that because... It, it can create the feeling like no one will ever truly love you. Like they want to be with you either because... Some people are insecure and they maybe they feel like they're better than you. So they mm-hmm. want to be with you because they feel like they're better or they may think you're a fetish. And this is a lot of things I get reflected to me from my friends who have dark skin. It's just, it creates these, like I said, if you're not a secure person, it creates these anxieties in your head and all, all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I can't subscribe to all this now, like melanin this and blah 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 because I may have always felt that about myself and thank god in my household there was none of that allowed so I don't have a complex about my skin tone but for people who do it's very confusing like you were someone's slave girlfriend four years ago but today it's oh melanin queen and this and that chocolate darling chocolate darling yeah exactly (laughs) so it's it's very confusing and you can tell who means it because if you were saying disgusting things at 16 exactly, years old yeah. and now all of a sudden that's your type that's it's not something. making sense either, yeah. either you was just being a coon can I say coon? yeah <laughs> we've been saying coon yeah, exactly. we've been saying coon yeah. either you was only being a coon for the white man's approval which is even more embarrassing that's even more you, mm. they are pressure now you're just joining them as well or, and now you're only doing it because it's a trend or you always or you always felt that way about black women, mm. but you're too much of a coon and a pussy to say that with your mm. chest. You're not even a man at this point. But I you know what I hear as well? Like, I don't know if you guys have heard this from black boys who date white girls or did and then have switched up. Mm. A lot of them, they get that they're like, I was never going to marry one of them though. Like, I, I was <sighs> just doing just that. I was always going to marry a black well, girl. I have sex with a white so, girl, but I never marry one. Trust, exactly. Trust, you, you get that, that too. Right, yeah. Yeah. You, you get both sides of it. They, they do come with the, yeah, I would, do this and that, but I was never going to marry her. So I've you, heard so many yeah, I mean, say, so many oh, it's because they're easy, or it's because yeah, they're this, that. it's because of that. When we all know that, I mean, okay, a lot of um, black women have like, um, are second generation immigrants and stuff, and we have stricter parents and stuff, so 
within cultures, there's obviously a difference in how we act. But we all know you can find prudes and people who get a bow in any colour. Facts, hundreds, everywhere. So, mm. you know... It's just a way of like, what are you talking about? White girls are easy. Like, I'm, if you wanted, if you wanted to, you could find any kind of girl in any kind of color. But it's just, I, but I think know. that's again cultural things because a lot of black boys is, well, they know they they don't want to take that girl home to their mom, and they don't, they don't, yeah. they want to come home to their joloff, I mean, their pants. Yeah, they, they really do. Yeah, yeah, the end of the day. So I think I think it goes along with that type of thing. But I think if that's if that's First of all, that's not a right mindset. But if that is what you're thinking, I think it's destructive both to white and black women to come at them with mm-hmm. that kind of attitude yeah. when you're young. Do you know what I mean? Someone did actually say to me that um, he was the kind of guy who, like, you know, doesn't treat women amazingly, gets about a bit, you know, plays with their feelings and stuff. And he said so, to me, he wouldn't... Boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said to me, he would never do... And disrespect black women the way that he does with white women. I was gonna so say, when I he feel wanted like, to no, play the field and I don't like that. I was gonna say that earlier. With white women, but he felt like he he well, he said he would never want to disrespect a black woman like that. But mm. that just means that you know you shouldn't be, that you're being disrespectful in a way that yeah. Just don't you, be disrespectful you don't to anyone. Full stop. Don't do it. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say earlier. You know, when you mentioned about like the standards that they hold black women, the standards they hold white Mm. women, I feel like a lot of black guys and the the types of that say, oh, well, I was never going to wife her anyway. They have this like thing where it's like, okay, so white women are seen as ultimately you're lesser than in the sense that they can't feel like they can fully respect you. Yeah. And like the reason that they're with you is because they're basically unserious and you're not like wifey material. But then to black, like I feel like they, a lot of guys hold black women at a higher standard yeah. in the sense that in terms of like quote unquote what you bring to the table do you mm-hmm. know what I mean like mm-hmm. as a black woman you have to bring so much more to the table you have to be able to do this 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 and this whereas as a white woman it's like mm, maybe you don't have to be there yet not so much and in return you might potentially one day get married instead of just a situation that I'm giving to this white girl exactly. which we all know isn't even true because they do that everyone yeah exactly this regardless of you're white or black but i don't know why they think that i don't know maybe because in general black women are a lot more like ambi- i don't know i, I, just feel like I think just respect women full stop like yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. if she's white black asian just respect her like yeah it, someone's the color of someone's skin shouldn't differentiate who you respect more like it's a bit embarrassing but you know men are tough yeah do you know what i mean Probably i just can't argue with that <laughs> Makes you know, very... but i think a lot of it as well is like Learning you like thing. Uh, I knew what it, I didn't know what it was, but I've heard it before. But like Stockholm syndrome, mm-hmm. which is basically yeah. where like yeah. you you basically fall in love with your like captive or yeah. person that's holding you hostage or whatever. I don't get so, like, it. So you're like, oppressor. God forbid, let's say your enemy was taken hostage. Yeah, Stockholm syndrome is like a psychological thing where she that enemy will now fall in love with that person that's got like captivated her yeah that's just it's a psychological thing so right. a lot of it is maybe like black men um fall in love with the oppressor do you, do you see what i'm saying yeah so like, that's okay. like white women are in love with like someone who abuses them yeah yeah stuff. okay because they think that that's, they have like, they love me or this is the way yeah, like them. A, do you know what i mean like this, yeah. is, this is what love is do you know okay. what i mean sort of thing so that could like i feel like that could potentially be the case with black men and white women like right. it's like that stockholm syndrome that yeah. they're definitely in sort of thing. I think like you said, if 
maybe like women who are abused, they get that like, no one will ever love you how I do. Yeah. And I think this is maybe similar mm-hmm. with black men. Like you'll never be, you'll never get better than me. You can never do better than me yeah. with a white woman or something like that. Speaking you know I mean? on that, don't you feel like when, in comparison to when black men date white women, I feel like me personally, I don't care. But I feel like when a black woman is dating a black guy, oh, a white guy, oh cares. my God, world order, why are you with a white guy? Oh, you're doing us Guys, dirty. how much time do we have? Because <laughs> this is the story of my life for the last four years. If your man's okay. like, Listen, let's just start, what is your business? First, okay. I was with a white guy okay. for four years. Okay. And literally, it was like, almost like, they're like, huh? It's like the topic of conversation to every fucking motive that I've been like. It's like he's an alien. Like, like you were like, why? Are you with the white guy? But like, wh- wh- I don't get why not. Like, I don't understand. Like, obviously, yeah. with any guy that I'm talking to, or any guy that I'm with, I have a standard of guy. It doesn't whether they're black, white, Asian, whatever. There's no like the standard doesn't change. Mm-hmm. So like, if if I want someone that's funny. They're gonna be funny. Do you know what I mean? If I want someone that's cult that I wouldn't go, I would not gonna date a white guy that isn't cultured or yeah. isn't open to culture. I wouldn't yeah. be with someone like that. So like, don't be so surprised when I say he's actually he was actually open to culture mm. and he actually tried our food. And he had he manners, wore, he, was he had manners, he wore a tire, yeah. we went like it's I not that surprising. I think they get. Between. I think they're a bit jealous about it. I feel like it burns. Like, but why can you do but it? Then, but when it's us and you're, because so many black guys are with white girls, and we just like, oh, that's cool. Do your thing. Yeah. Don't, you don't need to disrespect us by being with a white girl. But you know, do your thing. Like, I don't Hundreds. care. Mm. I think there's a big difference between people who solely I only get with white people, and people who, if it happens, it happens. Like if I like someone, they happen to be yeah. white. That's that's what I'm on. But. There's some people who who will only get with white people, yeah, and there's a reason behind that. But then, if you just like who you like, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think I'm just one of those people. I like I don't actually have a type. Yeah, you mm-hmm. just like who I, I go, feel. You, I'm like that. As yeah, well. like it's more I like, like if I we like. can click, if we can. I mean, I was with him for four years. So I was with him for four years for a reason. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, I, I think most mind. people will have better relationships like that. Like personally, I'm so fed up even of hearing like light skin dark skin if you notice no other race really talks about their people like that to that extent i know of course like asians deal with colorism and things yeah. like that as well but generally no white people don't say oh i'm with a pale skin girl i'm with a tan skin girl like i genuinely wish those words would die like it's really exhausting to me like I want the freedom to just be like, I don't want to be, even when you get moved to like, oh, they'll shout at you like the dark skin one out of your group to get your attention. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. ridiculous. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It's not though. Cause I'm just Sandra. Do you know what I'm saying? And this, yeah. do you know what I mean? Shade is Shade. Like everyone's just them. It's not the light skin girl and the dark skin girl. Like, especially when dating, like I just feel like everyone would have better relationships if we just left that out. Yeah, like hundreds. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, I don't think, I could ever, 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 ever get with a white person because I had, like, I've not had good experiences with white people. Well, I feel like a lot of black guys don't realise that white men are also crazy. They're mad as well. They're mad. Just because they all have their mad... It's a male thing. And just because because someone's white as well doesn't mean... It's a male thing. I feel like as well, just because someone's white doesn't mean that they're moist or they're wet or they're not on piss. These guys fight with their fists, not knives. They fight with their... Gypsies will fuck you on sight. Like, they don't give a fuck. No, 100. Like, every ethnicity has their mad people. Yeah. No, but that's... You know how he said, like, I'm not even saying that word because I live around them. 
like I'm way more scared of them than I would ever be scared of because they can fight black. and they'll come with their yeah. girls with their long hair and just come and you know no, they ask you some up. wild things. Going no, up they're on piss. That I'm good. Sure. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want no parts. Yeah, yeah. I don't. But yeah, like I haven't had even just in general like we're friends. Like obviously I have white friends and stuff. I have white family members, obviously. But um, yeah, like I, I never. I couldn't see myself getting with somebody. I feel like there's always going to be an elephant in the room. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, obviously, there's some people where they, they're they educated and they do their best to be their best and stuff. But I feel like the second race comes up, I'm going to feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Someone, even if you don't say something, your granddad probably thinks There you go. That's, <laughs> that's the problem, though. You know it's it's I mean? not even the I person, can't... necessarily. It's everybody around them. Do you know what? Yeah. I have a mixed girl. <laughs> Do you know when you used to work at that place? The passport thing, yeah. What <laughs> happened? Like, um, I was working in a pub and um, it was like two really old people, like World War old. Okay. <laughs> yeah, really old. And they were just like, um, like, oh, where are you from? And I always answer, I'm from England. I was born here, never even been to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So I'm here. Like, this is my country. Yeah, I'm British. Um, and they're like, no, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from England. Do you know what I mean? They're like, oh, where are your parents from? I was like, oh, my parents are Nigerian. Like, if you want to know, just, just ask me. Do you know what I mean? They're like, oh, so do you have a British passport? I'm thinking, you've never left the country. <laughs> if I was born in Britain, I mean to them. What, 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 what the fuck else am I going to have? Like, or... like, basically, you're telling me, are you sure yeah. you belong here? Like, yeah. is this your first are you country? Sure? Are you illegal? You know I mean? Yeah, are you, are you <laughs> illegal? Don't immigration. I'm literally. And then, and also, like, my ex is, um, Grandfather, when I first met him, mm. he just he sort of just had to let me know that he doesn't care that I'm, and I think I, like it was a long time ago, but I'm pretty sure he was like, just so you know, like I don't mind that you're, you know. <gasps> it's just like, <laughs> that's so scary. <laughs> Come and see him. Um, what's oh it called? Is that movie called? Get out. No, I don't want, I have, because do you know what's so funny? I actually, because I went away basically, like mm. to Devon, and obviously it was with his whole family, so I was like, the only black person there. Fun. And Get Out came out that same week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I was like, so you have to run oh immediately. Like, no. <laughs> God, please take no. the wheel. Because it was, um, yeah, but no. Scary. I know, do you know, I, it's, it's not that it's acceptable, but it's just like I wasn't offended because. It was just like that's just what it was like back in that day, and it's a lot of them normal. don't develop with the yeah, world. But do you feel like we should stop making excuses for people born back then because times have changed? Like, yeah, times yeah. have changed, but I think I don't know. I I just obviously I think we shouldn't make excuses, but I feel like when you're at a certain age, they don't. They're like, it's very hard to come out of what you're used to, especially. Yeah. In situations where you're not around it a lot, so like mm. I think those kind of people, it's not like they're around black people all the time, True. and they're in that all the time. It's like one off every time I see me specifically or when they see. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think like, yeah. would you expect your African parents, even though they live here, they're still going to maintain a lot of their home culture and yeah. stuff. True. And I don't think people realize like racism is a culture. Do you know what I mean it's a yeah. mindset? It's not just like someone's off opinion. Like yeah. people actually like they really grow up. Racist, exactly. do you know what I'm saying? See, it's not is, even like they know that they are racist, they just grow up with a certain mm-hmm. mindset. They're, so. they're, and they're the same people that turn around and say, like, I'm not racist, exactly, I'm just that. but they yeah. don't know they are. But see, this so. is where I disagree because honestly, I, I could not care less if it's been ingrained into your brain since the minute you was born and you have no education. I don't care, like it's 
your ignorance for whatever reason, I shouldn't have to feel uncomfortable mm. because of your ignorance. And I, I hate, like, I know that sometimes it's going to be the case. Like, you, you can't really expect anything else for some mm. people, but I'm just sick of it. Like, go on Google. Like, <laughs> yeah. just don't read and educate. And, and then, you know, I think that's though, what yeah. puts me off, like, ever dating a white person because as a mixed person, I know what it's like to have white family members who are literally racist. I was literally going to ask you, in your family, do you experience made being made feel different? I could never, that's the only reason I could, like, yeah, I could never have an interracial relationship because I would never want to bring kids into that because even though you might be calm, I could bet money that someone you know or is or are related to isn't. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, like, I've got some stories. There's, there's like racist people who I'm related to and like as a child in growing up in a white area and stuff I kind of don't know any difference so it doesn't affect me but now that I'm an adult and like I'm not an idiot I know that (laughs) like I would never want to be around those people and um like I would never want to breed with somebody mm. who might be related to those kind of people because I would hate the idea of my child hating them. themselves mm-hmm. because of someone that is supposed to love and care about them thinks about them and that's why I find it mad when you know how you see like um someone who's like oh I'm not racist because I've well, got this is, black friend and that yeah, black my boyfriend is black. yeah mm-hmm. because those people Especially the ones who, like, fetishise black people will then have mixed-race babies and those mixed-race babies who were just a fashion statement have to deal with your crap. Like, I've seen a video of a white woman in the shop being racist to the black, uh, like, sales attendant with her mixed-race kids right next to her, calling him the N-word and everything. And I just thought, those I've kids seen don't know that. any different. I've seen that. Yeah, and it's just like, that's normal it's for scary. a lot of mixed people, especially in this country, because, because like, there's like 3% of black people. So if you're, if you don't live in London, or even if you do live in London, the chances are, if you're mixed, you're going to be around a lot of white people. And it's horrible. It's so, yeah, it's, mm. it's just scary. It must be worse for me. I'm trying to well. even yeah. think, like, if, for example, a white and a black person was getting together, like, would they have to have that conversation? Obviously, there's bare mixed race kids. Obviously, this happened, yeah. but like, like, would they have to have that conversation with each other? Where like, 100%. so with our kids, how are we bring them up? Like, what? Because obviously, they're gonna look black to society, especially they're just gonna look black to everybody else. So, how yeah. would you like? It's a lot for a young person to deal with because you're think thinking, what am I? What box do I fit don't in? Even think about it. Yeah, like they just like, I like you, you like me, we're in love, let's have kids. But they forget that. Okay, so now when they split up. Um, this is like me, my, my parents are not together. So I grew up and my mom has other kids um, so your with a different dad and they're all white. Okay. So I, I mm. lived in a house with all white people oh, wow. and like their family. My mom, luckily, like my mom's has loads of black people in her family because they're all for the, from the Caribbean. But like their family, so like my brother and sister's family, are all white, like British white, no nothing, like wow. all completely white. So being in those situations is horrible because I was just completely different from everyone else. Yeah. And I would hate to think that 
just because I like this guy, my kids would go through that. Mm-hmm. So I've always I, wondered I would actually about never that. Get yeah. Boy. No, like I've dated, like my my last ex was mixed, and someone else I've dated was mixed, and that was always a thing I saw, like just like maybe identity kind of issues, and that was for me. I think that made me think I I I never really want to have a child with someone who's a different race completely, because if that child has those kind of issues neither of us can relate to them or mm-hmm. help it's actually so like, true like if you maybe if you date another mixed person if they have a mixed parent like you for example if you your child you would then be able to somewhat relate to their issues but yeah. I just realized me like I could never relate to their issues entirely like I could understand to an extent the same way maybe a white person can understand a racism from their black partner but you can't truly understand so I always thought that I was like I don't know about having children with someone of a different race just because if we're both one race and that child is mixed, neither of us can really help them with the mm. issues they'll face. Yeah. Do you know, though, I've never had, like... I've seen a lot of mixed people say, like, fuck two black for the black kids and two white for white kids. That, no, the other way around. Other way around, yeah. yeah. Two white for the black kids, two black... Yeah, for, I've yeah. never had no, that. The only issue has been, like, racism from white people. Obviously, I've been around more white people because half my family is white. But... Obviously, black people experience racism anyway. So, like, my dad would understand if I told him this and that happened. The only thing that he wouldn't understand is it being from a family member. Exactly. And I think that's the really... Yeah. That's the but, like, thing. I've never really had the whole, like, I don't really know what I am kind of thing. I'm just me, in it? Like, so, that's really good. You know, that's like, because yeah. obviously you're mixed race. Like, sometimes I hear them, as, like, for example, Leanne Pinnock from Little Mix doing a documentary about, like, being the only black black girl in the band and stuff but obviously she's mixed race so like do you identify as mixed race like white or black or do you just like because obviously people always have to they ask you what do you yeah identify as and like, so i've i grew up like my dad always told like my family like i grew up being told i was black obviously i knew i was mixed race but i didn't growing up that's what i was told like i didn't see anything different if somebody asked me where i was from i would say i'm nigerian like i wouldn't see myself as any different from my other nigerian family members who weren't mixed Mm -hmm. but um now that like i've i'm older and i've like listened to what other people said have said i completely get how um sometimes the media will try to erase black women by putting using uh, like a mixed woman as the token and then being like yeah box tick like kind of like what I was saying earlier with modeling mm-hmm. so I can recognize how like if I was saying I'm a black model and then I I get used as the black model um and then another fully black model doesn't get picked because, because of me box, yeah I would be like taking someone else's chance away from them because I should have said I'm mixed. Do you get me? Yeah. Because then maybe we would have both got booked. But I feel like yeah. that's so standard now because, like you said, they need that token black person, but yeah. they need the palatable version for white people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like especially in TV, you see, you know, when you see Zendaya's in every role and um, what's it like Yara Shahidi, like you've seen like this show, um, was it Grownish? Where all the black characters are light skinned or mixed race, so you always get that. It's just the most palatable version of black for white people. Even in family reunion, mm-hmm. all the kids there are kind of they're not they're not dark they're not browning. They're yeah, all like dark skin. No, the no. majority of black people are 
black, like have dark yeah. skin. Like, of course, there's mixed people and they're part of us, but that's like less of a majority if you're talking about like visually representing black people. But yeah. it is the more acceptable, um, easy to take on version for white people's consumption. I think that's something to remember. We live in a white society. So however they frame us is going to be for the perception of white people. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when they take the black model, it's what white people consider to be pretty, the pretty black girl, which it is not the dark skin really like you can, they wouldn't probably put mm. a black girl with a big nose, big lips. Or if they have that, like I said, they want you to look as black as possible. They want you to it's have like, like one extreme. The, to have yeah, yeah, they want yeah. you to like like because it's cool and trendy. Exactly, like what they they think of like an African. You know when they just say Africa, like what they think an African woman looks like with like the big afro and the um full lips and the nose and the really curvy body, the shiny dark skin. Mm. So it's like. One or the other. And it doesn't leave room for everybody, which is the majority of people. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I would never, um, like, I would never want to be the reason that, like, as a model, especially, because, I, like, it's my, I am representing people when I'm, when I'm being used in campaigns and stuff. I would never want to be the reason why other black, like, actual, like, fully black girls, dark skinned black girls, brown skinned black girls, don't get represented because I tick the box that I'm black. So I would never say, like, I don't see myself as any different from you lot, but I would always still say that I'm mixed because I feel the need to specify just because of that reason. But okay. I don't see, I don't feel, I know that I have a different experience and I know that, like, I, w- I would never experience colorism and stuff like that, but I don't, I don't feel like we're not this, like, yeah, we, you personally. I don't feel like we're a different. <laughs> I don't feel like we're a different race, is what I mean. I don't feel mm. like I'm half black and half white. I feel like I'm just black and white, mm. like I'm both. Rather, yeah. Than half this of is what each. I mean. It's so sad that we've even got to really make those distinctions. Yeah, I just think. Yeah, yeah. and it's so crazy I, how like I do think. Yeah, your experiences are so different. However, you've experienced racism in different ways. So like you experience mm, yeah. it from your white family, they just see you as like a black person, and they may make comments, and then you've experienced it from your own race as mm. well as you know your teachers and your peers and stuff like that so it's quite like interesting to it's just, annoying it's, it's interesting it to see it from yeah. both sides and it's also yeah. very annoying even when you are saying like how we have to be black people have to be like for example for you to get like a big campaign or something you have to be palatable mm. for white people to definitely be able to take that really bothers me because yeah. it's true and it's just like that's not reality that's yeah. yeah i have to wear wigs and i can't have my hair out and stuff and i think yeah. if i had you know like Hashtag mixed girl curls and they there were like go. type free hair. I probably would have my hair out all the time at work and they'd be fine with it. Yeah, exactly. But because I don't, it's not palatable. It's that featureism too. Like colorism yeah. isn't it by itself. You could have my skin tone, but like you could say, you could have the three whatever hair. And again, that would be another like Kenya more thing to yeah, yeah to yeah, make yeah, you yeah. more attractive. So it's like if you, yeah, it's just one of those things. I think people don't realize it's not just the skin tone. It's you know your features, features. and all these yeah. different things combined. So, and that's what I mean by like, I just really hate that we even have to have those distinctions. Like, yeah. personally, I'm very over it. Like, it really yeah. irritates me at this point because there's way more in common with us than there is different. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end yeah. of the day, um, even with mixed people, black people, there's just way more in common than different. And I wish every, who have, I'm not going to call anyone weak links, but the weak links, I think you leave it out now. Like, let's come together because it's, <laughs> Literally, you know I mean? it's, yeah. it's just, like, it's just annoying. 
Who and you literally you? can't win either way. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So currently now, who would you say is the token black girl of the modeling world? Um, if there is even one right now. I wouldn't say token, but I would say really successful. Someone like um, like Leomi Anderson, like especially like a black British mm-hmm. model. And I think she's incredible. Like, you know, she's done like Victoria's Secret, so many things. But if you were going to have like that big black model, it would be her. And that it's funny because there's one. Do you get what I'm saying? Like Even, I can name her off the top of my head of that dark black model. You know, there's, you know what I'm there's saying? a do a catch. Obviously, she's not um, British. She's Australian. Well, she's yeah, actually yeah. Sudanese. Um, and she is stunning. Like she's absolutely gorgeous and she's amazing at what she does. Mm. And um, since she has been modeling, I've seen a lot of other models who look like her get scouted and become models. And it's really good because obviously that means more black models and stuff. And she's amazing. But in the UK... Yeah, it's just not in the UK. literally... It's so hard to find. I thought he's a Naomi Campbell. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, I remember I used to always want to see, I would search up like looking for YouTube videos and stuff of black British models. There really isn't any that are like Well, Jordan yeah. done, but she's complained she, about yeah. the industry yeah. so much. Like she's complained about hair and makeup not being done for her. She feels like it's racist and it's like, she calls them out. She it's calls just, them out on Jonathan Rosha. And yeah. I'm sure it's just like, so mad because you even think like at that level, Surely, yeah, yeah, you, know? you would think it can't That's be like not this. How it works no, but it all. really is just no and matter who, is, is how like no matter the level of yeah, yeah. Well, Ducky's yeah. also one. Ducky. Yeah. yeah, but she's um like Australian. Yeah, she's Australian. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what? Do we not have any from the UK? But that's what I'm saying. That's the only and especially dark skin model because like Jordan done as well. Like she's, she's light not skin. Yeah, there like, is obviously exactly, a lot yeah. more models, but like. At that level, that's like a exactly like name. a supermodel. Exactly, I think ours is still Naomi Campbell. She's exactly, like, yeah. and they're not using like what's the other one? The other British one is it? What's her name? She's a model for UK models. Kate Moss. They're not using Kate Moss. I don't see Kate Moss on campaigns, but still to this day, Naomi Campbell is yeah. literally the forefront, and she's like what fifty yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not being ageist or anything. I'm just saying like there's not not other people on the come up that I can see that are like. But that's yeah, how you know they really gatekeep the industry in that way. Like so many times, even seeing agencies, I've been told we have a model that looks like you. And I'll look and yeah. they just have another black model. <laughs> another big one I get is always my hip measurement. That is always a massive issue. Really? You're yeah, so slim. Especially, but proportion wise, my being a black girl, my bum is bigger. Do you know what I'm saying? Then would match for certain for things. Yeah, wow. so that that's always... I, I remember, because I went to an agency and I just asked him outright. I was like, because he's like, oh, um, no, um, we've considered you, we decided not to. And I was like, okay, could I know why? Like, I was like, I just want to know. So I got that one. He's like, we've got a girl that looks like you. I was like, okay, who is she? It was just the one black girl they had. And then it was like, he's like, in your hip measurement, your hips are just too big. Like, he's like, you're going to have to lose some weight. Or me, yo. So, so that's, when that's you, always... So they want you to be sick. Like, I don't get it. So that's how, like... But that's how you lose your bum. How yeah, you're, you're like your bum. But that's what I'm saying. What, I have to lose as, weight everywhere. As black girls, naturally, black girls are built with certain features. But that's why I'm saying it's gatekeeping to the industry. There are certain standards we will never measure into because mm-hmm. it's not made for me. It's yeah, not built for me. True. It's not designed with me in mind. Okay. And that's when we talk about palatable black women as well because it's not. It's not made for the real black women. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's only few who will really get through. And that's why there's there's not many and there's not many opportunities like you said as well with the token. There's one spot, and we've got that one girl, and we know she can. Who's do not it. even a full representative? <laughs> do you know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's like even on the on the agency, I always think this as well. When your agent submits you for things, I'm I'm gonna say like, do they? 
if you're black, you would think like, do they only submit me for briefs that ask particularly for a black girl? Because mm. briefs, I may match that brief, but because it doesn't ask for a black girl, I don't know mm. if that's the case. Did I even get a look? Would I? Yeah. Would they even submit me for that? You don't really know. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I mean. It's it's there's there's a lot of gatekeeping and there's a lot of restrictions. Like, and there's v- very few spaces that a lot of beautiful girls are fighting for. Yeah. And yeah, that's a really You know, when thing. I first came into the modeling industry, so now the modeling industry, even though it's still really bad, is more inclusive than it has ever been. Mm-hmm. And um, so you'll have like petite models, plus size models, black models, Asian models, etc. And I remember someone basically said, if you're if you're if you have one of those things, like you're short, you're black, you're fat, one of the things you need to pick a struggle, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've all you them. can't yeah. have both yeah. of them because if if <laughs> I need a token on here, <laughs> if I need a token on here, I need one black girl, one plus size girl. You can't be black and not plus both. Size. Yeah, you exactly. Must be taking them exactly. Oh my god. Yeah, and so with the hip thing, when I first started modeling, I was much much slimmer than I am now, and I was I was it wasn't making sense for me to be a curve model. I was a size eight on the top. But I've never had the same measurements on the top and bottom. Right. Because my hips are bigger. And so no matter, like, I can be a size six, a size size six on the top, which I did manage to get to, my bum is not going to get into no size six jeans. It's mm-hmm. just, that's just, my, just the way my body type is set up. Yeah. So I had to be a curve model, but then I wasn't a curve model. So no one was booking me as a curve model because... I was a straight size model. So then, and no one told me to do this, I will say, I purposely gained weight for work. So that You're I could joking. Book plus size jobs. And because you were, it affected me a lot. So you were saying you were putting down plus size, but then. No, yeah. So I was, I was straight size. Bearing in mind, let me just say this is not my agency that I'm with now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was slim, but. In the modern industry, if you do not fit into the sample sizes, mm. you're curved. So it might be a girl who looks really slim to the normal world, but she's classed as a curved model because she doesn't fit the straight size samples. So even though I was slim and I was not much bigger than my peers, I was classed as a curved model. And I'm not going to get booked as a curved model because I don't look like a curved model because I was slim. So, and as well, to do e-com, you have to be a sample size. Like, right. they only have in there the sample sizes. And I yeah. was never going to fit them. And I remember I gained 15 kilograms. Oh, my gosh. And I still wasn't big enough. Um, my hip measurement had been big enough. So, so if my hip measurement was big enough and my bust was big enough, but my waist was too small, it would be fine. They would still book me. They would just clip the back of my jeans or something. But... Um, I I never had like massive boobs or anything, so I would be able to get my hips big enough, but not my bust or my waist. So then, by the time my bust and my waist are big enough, my hips are far too big. Mm. But that's just my body. Like I, oh I won't gosh. ever be able to make my hips, my bottom size and my top size be the same because yeah. it's just jeans. Mm. Um. So yeah, I gained all that weight. So that I could book jobs. And it, it did work, but it made me really upset because I didn't feel like myself. And when I wasn't at work, I didn't like it. Yeah. So it was irritating, but it's kind of how it is. And then it's like, 
you can't be black and plus size. Yeah. Like, you, you can. You? <laughs> but said like, who said that? Who said it's that? like, if, if people are just being tokenistic and they just want one of each, you're not going to get booked. Like, mm. that's just how it is. But, um, yeah, like, I know a lot of white girls who are petite models and that, that work a lot. And that that's only been like recent before like people who are really quite sure who would never have been able to book because book but now they can and i'm also i'm like five seven five, six, and a half. <laughs> 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 so i'm short plus size i'm black like i'm not gonna get on that short? runway yeah. yeah, that's average height. Used to be like at least five it's nine. actually how tall are you, Sandra? Like about five nine. You used to be at least like five nine. Five yeah, five nine, nine is like the minimum. Off, yeah, like five I've eight. Just is made short. it. Yeah, I'm like five <laughs> nine and a half. So just I'm about. five seven and a half. Mm. As far as like my agency says, I th- I do think to me it doesn't make sense because in the modern world I feel like. All women should be represented. I feel like now there's a lot. Because so, you see loads of like really, you know the size walls you see now where like mm-hmm. really, really slim girls and then a, like a medium sized girl and then a really, really big girl. Can yeah. I, sorry. Okay, Dinah. What right. do you guys think about those? About what? Those size walls. <laughs> I I don't like that. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Sorry. I think that's a really, you know what it is? I think it's so interesting. Hello. No, I think it's Hello. like, Hello. I think it's girls Good. trying to, Halloween. it's trying to like, it's trendy. I'm, Look how skinny I am, and my my I don't chubby think friend that. beside no, me. No, that I is how it comes across to me. Size eighteen girl. Maybe I know. No, sense, I know no. the size six girl picked all the clothes. Exactly. Like, and they try to make it look grumpy and stuff. They look hideous. Like make it my disgrace. There's a reason why you don't like it. So why? What's the reason? I feel like you just. What was that? Okay. I don't even, I don't want to say actually. No, bait me out, it's fine. We got that relationship. Okay, it's cool. I feel like you don't like it because you feel like it's just, it's uncomfortable for you to watch. No. What it is is, and, and you feel you like they're, they're, they're glorifying no, it's not about glorifying. What it is, is exactly what you said. I don't feel like the outfits, yeah, mm-hmm. are making sense for both body types. Exactly. If it was one of them things, yeah, oh, I haven't, I've never seen ones uh, with so three. There's one where she's, one's a size like six or a size four, one's like a size 12, and then one's like a size 24. I've never seen them once, so I can't say about that. Or the ones yeah. I've only ever seen are ones where it's like skinny like slim and bigger yeah. and it's not about about um, it's not what you think it is okay, I think cool. it's because the outfits that they pick aren't complementary for the both sizes which but then how can they pick one that's complementary for both because everyone's balance. bodies yeah. are different I pick yeah, one you pick the next one yeah, I, I honestly balance. think yeah. when they wear like, time, when they wear like one, do you know what I mean oh, more, more time and more like, time it's the outfits picked yeah make, make the Slimmer girl look amazing and they exactly. fit the body type perfectly. And then for the big girl, which is a, it's meant to flatter it, one of them, but that's okay. 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 I, I get that. I'm humiliating, but I've seen two girls who do it on YouTube, on TikTok. And um, I think because it's, it's the bigger girl's TikTok account, I think maybe she picks the clothes. She there looks amazing. In that's what I'm saying. The ones I've on seen, YouTube, the ones that I've seen look ridiculous. Me and my friend, who's like really slim, went shopping and I bought this dress and it was like, you know when something's so tight on your boobs that's like pushing them down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like flat. that. It was doing the same thing on my bum and it was like so baggy 
over here and it looked like my belly was just hanging <laughs> but it was the dress and she had the same dress on and she looked stunning I would not go on camera both of us dressed like that <laughs> honestly you think you're going to put that on YouTube you're that's not my what friend I'm saying that, I just feel like it's just not, it's it's not fair it you know what it makes me way. think of you know girls like who will see their friends and like something's wrong with her makeup or whatever this and that but they're like oh no you look great babe yeah like but it's, it's more intentional it's even like you're even choosing clothes that don't flatter your friend to put her on the internet for your clout and to me that's so messed up I don't up. like it I don't exactly. like it I disagree guys why does there need to be such a contrast between the weights I don't know why I, I think every okay. single look comment, good on both then let it look good on both but there, don't choose there is no comment one. where it's like wow the dress looks so amazing on the plus size I think nice. I think it's really I personally I like watching them because I feel like it's really interesting to see how clothes look on different bodies. And I mm. feel like it's also showing inclusivity. Jesus, let me just... Inclusivity? Right, how <laughs> You're saying it? Inclusivity. Yeah. inclusivity. I feel like it's showing inclusivity in, in, regards, to, in regards to like brands, yeah. showing that they've got sizes for all. But you can see that on the website. No, but... No, you can't. You can you see that they have those sizes that? on the website. Yeah, but then you don't know what it looks... It's different to see the dress and then see what it's like on But on what a body. difference does it make to see on a model and to see on a, someone on YouTube? Because some, some, sometimes I'm thinking, if that girl's bigger than me, if it looks good on her, then it will look good on me. No, I, get, I, get what, I get what you're saying. I, say, I just think, choose something flattering for everybody. Yeah, but Don't just choose okay. things. And especially in the thumbnails, you even see it because they choose thumbnails. <laughs> the worst the slim girl looks so nice and um, the bigger girl looks like uncomfortable and that she's hunched up. And the cat is like... It's really not cool to me. Plus size clothes are ugly. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, just, something. it's just not. Do cool. you know what I will say? At at the core, it is the brand's fault because any clothes that the slim girl should are, is able to wear, they should be made in a way that the plus size girl yeah, looks good in as well. Yeah. Actually, I'm, Do you know there's actually two? So like when they're making how they fit clothes mm. from like size six up to maybe eighteen, I think it is. They have one set, so like the ratio between the different measurements is one way and then for 20 plus the ratio is different mm-hmm. so which is why some you can't just um so like let's say someone's oh, mm-hmm. double the size of someone else you can't just double the measurements you have to change, change the it. proportions and, and stuff. i think that for so long for the, that slim body type, clothes have been being made. So they've made it so that this is going to look nice on that customer. Yeah. They have been pressured to put out clothes for certain size. They've just done Double. one and done. They yeah. haven't bothered sure. to it's try and make it look nice. They're like, you can shop here, stop complaining, but yeah. none of it looks nice. And that's the thing. I feel like I'm a firm, I'm a very firm believer in shop for your size. Not every, not yeah. so, it, like, it's just a fact of life. Even me, that's as slimmer than some other people, there's certain things that bigger girls can wear that I think, oh, look, even the, the from the style, I was like, that, that won't suit me. Yeah. I can't wear that. Do you know what I mean? So the, I don't understand those halls because what's going to work for a slim girl and the way that a slimmer girl can dress mm-hmm. is going to be different to a way bigger girl. I, think, I, I, I disagree, see, though. I, I think, think people like seeing... I think people love to see it because it gets millions of views on YouTube. Like, so clearly they're doing something right. Yeah, it doesn't make it right though. People but, get but millions every, of YouTube. Who's watching it? That's what the consumers. But yeah, but it, it could be people that are obviously people, people that are going to take the piss as well. Like, yeah. just to laugh. And how are they watching it? You know, like I, I just watch it because I think it's really it, interesting. It kind of gives me undateables vibes. Nah, what do you mean? How are you watching it? I'm watching it like, oh, I want to see what it's like on her. Yeah, you but are. you don't have the same body type as that person. I know I don't, but like so. I feel like because. Because always I don't, I don't know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I'm watching it. No, because I'm watching it. If it can suit her and she's like a lot bigger than me, then 
But that's not the case because it could it could mm. it could because even look nice on that plus size model, but not well. look nice. It's about body shape. Thank I you. I was gonna say, but yeah. the shape and proportion. Thing, we were talking about sample sizes. I have felt the shame of going onto sets <laughs> and my my ass could not. It's fit not, in it's those not making sense. It couldn't. It couldn't go up, and it was like. With the sample sizes, especially, like, they're meant to hang a certain way. And mm. this was, like, um, an editorial as well. And it, mm. it really wouldn't come up my bum. Like, it just wouldn't go up. Mm. And so, and that's a weird thing with modeling as well. Because with situations like that, it's like, okay, maybe I need to be a bit smaller. But you know what we're saying for a black woman, especially, like, the standards are higher for you. So, especially if you're dark, you need to have, a, like, a banging body. Mm-hmm. And so, it's like, to be attractive, attractive for modeling, I need to be skinnier. But to be attractive so in real life, mm-hmm. like... I yeah. could be being thicker would be nicer. Mm. So it's that it's weird so balance weird, of like yeah. I kind of feel more confident in life and attractive when I'm a bit thicker. But to work well, I can't oh, wow. be adding on weight. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? I need to keep it down because I don't want to get on set and the clothes aren't going on my body. See, that's mm. the issue is that the models in our industry are made to fit the clothes and not the other way around. Yeah, that's so dumb. Yeah. That's but it, it it has to be like that. Um, I that's what I'm saying. You got to again remember, modeling is a business. Yeah. When people like want to. I get. I understand everyone has um, their standards, and we've got our standards in society. But with as with any business, um, there's there's certain um, frameworks. It's like it's like how the working world is not made for mothers. Like yeah. work doesn't cut off at three, so you can go pick your kids up. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. You might find a job that is really um, adaptable and flexible, mm-hmm. and they 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 respect and love what you bring to the table so much. They'll make that adaptation for you yeah but it's a standard at the end of the day they've got their business needs and they expect you to fit into that so it's the same with modeling if they've got their sample sizes they've got their look they expect you to fit into that and realistically they're going to find someone else to do it if you can't so it's like you can't go with the mindset of um trying to change the world if you don't have that influence and that's the really sad truth it may not be what we want but it is the sad truth mm-hmm. and i think that's what people with any industry you've got to know what you're getting yourself into and i think yeah. especially with instagram modeling seems like a way more attainable easy thing but i think people need to think especially if you don't have a really solid self esteem and a really solid self image i don't think you should go into that type of thing same way like if you've got certain life circumstances don't you shouldn't go into certain jobs because as much as we want them to they're not going to cater for you mm-hmm. and it's going to hurt you in the end yeah and i think you can hear someone say that so many times but until, until you experience, experience it, it because exactly, everyone yeah. would go on and on about how you need to have thick skin and how you're gonna face rejection and rejection 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 mm-hmm. and it's like babe i can deal with it and then <laughs> you get to it and it's like when there's a job that you really 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 want and like this is your dream and you don't get it, it does sting. But like, as a model, you just become accustomed to that. But when you're like fresh and little newbie and, you know, like the world's in front of you, it's heartbreaking. So I do think people don't realise that when people say you have to have thick skin, they do really mean it. Like, it's horrible sometimes, some of the things. But like, if you want it enough, then it's worth it. Yeah. And I think not just thick skin. I the, I really um emphasize the strong sense of self mm-hmm. because again, people will tell you to change things, and you've got to know for yourself: should I do that or not? Do I need to take this on? Mm-hmm. Is this valid critique? Is this useful to me and my progression? Or like you might get rejected, but they may reject you and say something horrible to you, or say something to you that mm-hmm. makes you think like 
maybe like for you, like, oh, do I need to gain weight? Do I need to change this? For yeah. you, you had your own sense of self to know, yeah, actually, I, I'm willing to do that. It will help me, this and yeah. that. But it may not be like that for everybody. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think you've really got to know who you are. Honestly, I would say that. Don't just go in, like, because people will push you in different directions yeah. and get you to do different things. Even I remember working with a photographer early on and he was just telling me, like, be careful who you work with too. Because photographers, mm. um, different people, they may try to get you to do certain things or put you in awkward positions. Like, I went to a shoot. The guy who booked me, he tried to kiss me when I got in my car. You're joking. Like, genuinely, my door was closed. He, like, got me to wind down the window and he leaned into my car and tried to kiss me. Was he out mm. on He's like maybe like 40 something. So like these uncle, they, they, they were trying to get us drunk during the shoot as well. Like they bought us each a bottle. Like All this means things like stuff that. Is so real. But that's like, what I mean. You need to really know who you are, what you find acceptable, what your boundaries are. Do you want to do nudity? Do you not? Like you really need to know those things going and into strict it. strict on them. Exactly. Because ever, people will try and persuade you to do otherwise. Do you know what I'm saying? Would you guys ever do nudes? Personally, no. I would never do, like I've done lingerie and stuff, but mm. I would never do like full on nudity. You what if it was for like. Your dream brand, like Vogue. No, because that's a cover thing. of Vogue. You go in knowing what you're, absolutely. what you're, um, this is it, absolutely. what you want. Yeah, it, it depends. <laughs> I it, it depends on the kind of job, and also you have to be really careful because if I take one job, now this client will never book me ever again. Okay, so, smart. Um, yeah. So like, there's certain nudity where it's like. Now you're stuck in the box of like being a glamour model. Exactly. But then there's certain like, so like, Tasteful. if you was Tasteful, doing a really it, yeah. like, like a high profile editorial, you're naked. You can't really see anything though, mm. but you're butt naked. But it's, um, it's like, you know, really cool and edgy, like great photographer, etc. Then you can do that. And it's, it's beneficial for you to do that. But it's, it's annoying because like, I'm not comfortable with complete nudity at this point in my career. Mm. Maybe if I was older and they wanted me on the cover of a Vogue butt naked, I'm doing that. But <laughs> right now, like, I'm not even, I don't want to be butt naked mm. in on camera. But there's been times when I've been, like, sent a brief for an editorial where you're naked and, I, and it's like, because editorials are, are good, like, they're good and it's like it's annoying because sometimes someone's asking you to do something you don't want to do it but you know that it's going to benefit your career mm. and you have to really ask yourself is this the right thing to do mm -hmm. but like I would always say if you know what you're happy to do and what you're not happy to do don't let your ambition get in the way of that because you'll lose sight of what you actually wanted yeah, in the first place. Yourself, and, and I'd say don't be a people pleaser too because yes. it's not even just, that's definitely one thing. Like when it comes to, you might see a big price tag and you want to do something mm -hmm. or a big career opportunity, but it's like the little things on set too because when you go, I, I'm sure everyone goes into their job wanting to do their best job, mm -hmm. wanting to do for the client what they need. So it's little situations even, like I said, you got to think about these things beforehand. Like you might get a sheer top are you, do you want to wear that? If they photograph you, would, are you happy to have your face in it as well? You may have something they're like, um, oh, could you just like pull that up a bit higher? Like, oh, your skirt's in the way and now a bit of your bum is showing in it. And do you know what I'm saying? It, it comes to those things. You've really got to think, because on set, that's a quick decision. No one's going to ask you twice. They're going to just say, can you do this? They may not even ask you like, 
Are you they happy? Yeah, you. they'll just be like, can you do this? And in your head, you may have a bit of reservation, like, oh, okay, I don't have any nipple covers. My nipples are showing or this and that. But you've really got to know, are you okay and confident to say no? Or are you okay and confident to do it? So I think it definitely, like you said, like the big career opportunities and the big price tags, but also just little things on set. Not just even like to do with hair. Like, are you okay... They want to do this to your natural hair. They want to straighten it. They want to do, yeah, yeah. put heat on it. Are you confident to say no? So that's what I mean. You've got to have a strong sense of self to go on set. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes you'll be painted as a diva or Mm -hmm. you'll be be seen as difficult and I've lost a client. So it's like, but honestly, you do have to stick to what you know. And there's a male model who had like, who I know who had like no idea about the modeling industry, but he got scouted. So like he, he was never trying to be a model, but um yeah, so he did it and he was at work and they wanted him to wear this like um kind of like a string vest jam, but with sleeves and it was like a little crop top. Like it was like the type of thing <laughs> you'd wear as a festival, but he would never be caught dead in that, yeah. No. And he was like, but the thing is is that he's so alien from the model modeling world that he didn't understand mm. that like a lot of people would just do it anyway yeah. and he was like i'm not wearing that you dumb <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny and he told me like there was even some things that like weren't necessarily like showing anything mm. he just did not like not the outfit yeah. and he was like no i'm not wearing that <laughs> <laughs> and so it's funny that's the coolest way to make them hate you by the way kind of, well, abs- don't disrespect their clothes oh god they'll hate you so oh, yeah that's, right. their, that's their masterpiece that they yeah. wear yeah. <laughs> I ain't wearing that what the fuck I think that they he's he's got a very niche look mm. so he stayed big, booked and busy happy. they needed him more than he but needed them yeah so. but it's just funny because like no models that I know who like know about the industry and had been in it for a long time would ever react in that yeah. way but he was like are you dumb don't that. <laughs> and I was like it, it made me laugh because I was happy that he he was confident enough to yeah exactly. to yeah. Say have that. you either of you ever had that when you've literally turned up to a shoot and he's been even like I can't do that no. like, what the fuck and then had yeah to definitely and what happens do, do you say you don't want to do it or you don't like it we just um it's not not don't like um you can phrase it so easily oh I'm not comfortable doing that or I'm I don't I'm not happy to do that yeah. like I said simple especially sheer clothes is a big one mm. especially with a lot of um editorial stuff like a lot of stuff is very either like it clings to you a certain way or it's very see-through and things like that um I had something like that I just asked um you need to cut my face out of it or things like or I just don't want to wear that but you've got again you've got to know though that I remember I think it was um Iggy Azalea I saw that happen to her like she took some nude photos and it was meant to be between her and the photographer but he ended up posting them of her so you just got to be really careful and just confident to say no especially with hair things I'm very much like if I don't if if it's a no it's a no like you're not gonna twang me yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's not necessarily about just not liking them because if you don't want to wear clothes that you don't like you can't be a model yeah Um, yeah. oh 100% there's I've never really had it with like nudity or anything but there's been a time quite recently and I was so happy that these jeans didn't fit me because had they fit me I was gonna have to tell them I'm not wearing this so it had some devil shit on it oh, oh no. I've Listen, never come across it what did you do up I've never come across down that, burning but... cross I think the fuck not, I'm not <laughs> you're, not, you're not first of all 
it is it's it's all against my beliefs. Even if it wasn't against my beliefs, it's disrespectful to someone else's religion. You're not putting my face on that. Yeah. No way. Um so yeah, there was not a chance in hell. Mm. No pun intended. <laughs> that I was wearing that and there was some there was just loads of like devil imagery, right? Mm. I didn't know. Um the brand was a little bit gothy and I'd seen it. I'd seen that the brand was a bit gothy, but I don't care. It's not, they're still paying me. Anyway, I got there. There was these shorts. They had some devil stuff on it. Some other stuff had some devil stuff on it. The jeans, the jean stuff didn't fit me. So like the jeans and the denim shorts and stuff didn't fit me. And then there was an accessory that had like some kind of devilish imagery on it that like I'm just not about. And I did mention like when we were shooting, like, I'm glad that they didn't fit me because I don't want to wear anything that has that. And also because I don't know like like stuff about that, there might be a symbol on something that means something that I don't know what it means. Yeah. So like there was a there was like a star with like some kind of pentagram or something. So demonic. And yeah, gosh. I was like, this is the stuff I'm not okay with. And um the stylist was fine with it. She was she told me like what each one meant and I said like what one I'm happy to wear and what I'm mm-hmm. not happy to wear and the makeup artist was like oh the Christian church makes everything like the devil Ooh. blah 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 <sighs> blah and I was thinking first of all you don't even know what my religion is you're being uh, so disrespectful so you gotta mind your business about it's, and it the business like, talking it's, about. it's not even a, and also that's not your job like me and the stylist having a conversation mind your business um <laughs> but like it's things like that where it's like people will pursue like I've gone there to shoot imagine bear in mind like a lot it was quite a few clothes that had it on it but luckily they didn't fit me anyway so they couldn't really blame me yeah Yeah. but if the whole rack was like that I'm not wearing that shit Mm. so what what now because (laughs) now that that would have like I would have had really negative feedback and it would have come back on me but I feel like if there's anything that somebody might oppose to you need to let me know before I turn up to work Mm -hmm. but it makes me think of um I forget what runway show it was a show where all the models had like fake dreads and stuff and then everyone was complaining about I don't know like cultural appropriation or even that um shoot with the little boy do you remember he was in H&M yeah Yeah. things like that um do you know what those doing that's what I'm saying though on set though it's that's where you've got to be aware because you might not even just think of something like that. And I'm sure his parents were just so happy he was there. And he's tried on probably like so many tops and taken so they many shots. Even you wouldn't even think of it. And even like those models on those runway shows, like they don't have autonomy over what they're wearing whatsoever. Like you're going to wear it and you're going to go out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I can't remember. Like you're not going to say no to, I don't know, like Mark Jacobs, I mean, because he wants you to wear this. You're going to wear it. But it's going to reflect back on you because, like you said, you're the one wearing the image. So on social media, when everyone's sharing it and criticizing it, it's your face. So that's why you've really got to know I'm doing this and I'm not doing this before your face gets, you know, plastered everywhere. You could be in the hair and makeup chair and you don't know what your hair looks like until it's done. And now you're a cultural appropriator. Congratulations. Literally, yeah. You're you're just just sitting there pondering life like, (laughs) shit. You know, I say something. Well, some things remain secret like we're not allowed to know yeah i remember i had a shoot and um the clothes that we were shooting were for a celebrity club i didn't know it's a secret the the team probably didn't even know at the time 
the celebrity like a couple weeks before was getting cancelled. Oh no. Um for Shit. being a colorist. Shit. I'm um, mixed race. Yeah, not good look. Um they ended up not using the pictures, but it's like, had they? And people was like, oh, why are you supporting that's her? That's the thing. What am I even supposed to say? Because I don't know that when I get to But work. no one's gonna and believe that. And I've seen it, so yeah, many things of this is um this brand, this fast fashion brand, has stolen from this black designer, and the girl's face will be plastered exactly. all over the internet. So and I'll be thinking, like, yeah. babe, I'm so sorry because you have no idea, but it's your face that everyone yeah. sees. Mm-hmm. I don't think people get even yeah. how like bookings work. And a lot of times, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. So, it's, so for people out there, if you see models wearing things and you think, oh, they're doing this, they're social appropriating, they may not actually know that. Yeah, they're just doing what they're told to do. Yeah, like, getting paid to do. Yeah, even when you book stuff, yeah, you you you'll get a brief, but you might not know just the whole details just of what you're going to be doing. No, like you, that's what I'm saying. It's so I, I was thinking because I did like a lot of freelance before I was signed, and mm. until you're signed, you don't really get like a real full picture of how things work. Mm, so, like yeah. she said, you really get to set, and you just don't know. And like and I you're said, they'll thrown in at the deep end. And they'll ask, they'll try and push you sometimes and get you to do things that you didn't intend to do or, you know, things will just come up that you just, you didn't anticipate and things can happen afterwards that you didn't realize it happened. That's what I feel so bad for those, you know, girls and guys who get caught up in all these issues. But mm-hmm. people really need to be mindful, like, like acting, like it's a character. It's not that you created this, you didn't direct it, you didn't come up with the idea. You yeah. may have been none the wiser and just got sort of caught up in something. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, for example, you, you mentioned how you, some people don't know the briefing. So remember that whole thing with Kendall Jenner and the Pepsi thing? Oh, no. She's, no, she's, just, she's just, just, yeah. She thinks she's all the pain. The press she's just super And then after like, she started crying about it. Like. Because when there's acting involved... You have to know what's going on. Yeah, of course. You have to know what's going on. She knew what was going on. She knew what she was doing. When it's like, if, if okay, so if I turned up to work and it was like, um, Pepsi shoot, and then I got there and it was like, I saw Kendall Jenner trying to end racism, man, <laughs> I would be texting my agent like, bro, don't involve me in this. Yeah. What are you doing? But, so maybe like the extras and the other people in the, she might not have known until the day, but because she's so famous, yeah, she's, it, like things like that would affect her. And even she, she was smart with her yeah. status, she probably could have told them not to air it. Yeah, no, that when exactly. you're that high profile, it's different as well. Like they they book you in particular. Like you have yeah. a lot more say over what you're doing. There's no way you're getting like Kendall Jenner to do whatever that she didn't want to do. do yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's she very had, different. the again the but that's what um. I think what Shade was saying about when you get certain opportunities, you really want to take them because they can be big for your career, like to get to that level. But once you're on that level, you've got a lot more control over what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, which is why there's some plus size models who got stick for gaining weight once they grew, got big. But I will say that they probably are just being themselves and they couldn't gain weight mm. whilst they, they were the plus or losing weight whilst they got big. They couldn't gain or lose weight because it wasn't within their control. Yeah. Your body is a product. When you're famous and you're a supermodel, you better have the clothes to fit me because I won't show up on set. Like you're the one that mm-hmm. you have to reach runs that level. things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but when you're an ordinary model, that's not how things work. If you don't like it, there's Tough. literally a million and one girls who are dying to get that job that you was lucky to get booked so I was gonna say as well like this is something that irritates me and I don't know if 
if you experience this much. I don't, again, I don't know if maybe this is something to do with color as well, but it's that whole thing. And especially with Instagram, like um, we can find anybody. And a lot of people or some brands, especially smaller brands, will try to come to you to do unpaid work. And that really, really is irritating to me at this point because it's like, it's not like I know you at all. I don't. And for me, it's like the expectation is like for you to like email me or to like hit me up and expect me to do things like, and I'm asking, okay, what's the rate? What's the hours? And you just ignored that part of the message. Like this happened, honestly, this happened a couple of days ago. And like the way I kissed my teeth, like it really irritated me. Like audacity for me. Like, dude, would you go to a photographer like for your wedding and just send them and ask them, oh, could you do this? And never mention pay and be like, I'm not paying you. Like it's almost as though they think that modeling is so fun. It's a job. Like you don't. That's people's job. job. You need to pay them. You would. You pay the photographer on set. You pay the stylist, the hair and makeup artist, location. Every the location. You pay for everything, but you think to cut your bottom line, you could not pay models. You're gonna stop at the models, exactly. And like, like I said, yeah. like, like I know that models are expensive, but you're making a lot more money off, off my of likeness us, exactly. than I'm making off my own likeness. There you go. So you better pay me. And honestly, when I get like DMs and emails and stuff, I don't, I do not even bother. I just say everything has to go through my agency because I know that exactly that's the if way to go. you came to my agent with that crap they come to me with <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't even have to deal with it yeah. 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 your agency was just patting it for you yeah. Yeah. and I've had people like DM me and ask like, oh how much would it be for this and I'm like I'm like am I, what you're offering me I was like my agent wouldn't they wouldn't can you do stuff without that. your agent though yeah um, yeah I can there's like there's a lot of rules around it though so not you're kind it's of you're techie in certain you're ways. Signed, aren't you? So you guys, yeah. Are signed I to can't. Con- Mine's like everything's everything has to go from my agency, right. except from um, I can do social media stuff without my agency. Okay, mm. but anything that goes on on like someone's website or something like that all has to go from my agency. Yeah, and like, are I so can't. Different, bro. I can do like Instagram posts or something, but I couldn't do like a shoot. I get paid for it. It goes on the brand Instagram, but like. Yeah, like anything that's actually me modeling has to go from my agency or I would be in breach. Yeah, right. that's the tough thing. And different agencies will offer you different contracts. And yeah. so again, look at that, like the, the limitations, like how long they're keeping you in it for, like the percentage they're the taking percentage. it from you. And Jesus. Know, what is the percentage? I had no idea. I feel like I that it, that I'm not going to so say different. that, but yeah, they some take the piss as well. There's a standard rate that yeah. it's not going to be much higher or lower than like across the UK. Yeah. But I've had other models tell me the percent that the agency takes, and I'm like, it's crazy. Excuse me, pardon. What? Come again? Do you know what Sorry? happened one time that I almost <laughs> vomited? My agent, yeah, sent me. <laughs> she sent me the brief with the um, price and everything. But the person had also DM'd me on Instagram. I think just to because it was um, <laughs> urgent. They wanted me the next day, so I think they just wanted to make sure I got it. So he DM'd me and sent it through my agent. But he DM'd me with like the original price, of course, and my agent. Had messaged me and deducted because you the know, deduction you know, and I just wanted to imagine? cry. Like I just wanted to. Do you vomit. know what's interesting? So, um, a, <laughs> a lot of the standard rate is twenty percent, right? So, let's say I get eighty percent of my fee. Yeah, right. I so I'm paying basically my agency twenty percent for their services, mm-hmm. and the client is also paying the agency. For their services, so get double, so double, if eighty percent, yeah. if I'm getting eighty percent, the agent and I'm paying my agency twenty percent, 
at like out of the 100%, the agency charges the client 120% yeah. of the fee. Yeah, but everyone knows that. After like, you oh, your contract. After you become an agent. And don't forget your tax as well. Because again, we're self-employed. Yes, you, you need have to take to your taxes yourself. I just automatically take um like 30% off and put it in my savings. Because I don't want to come to Don't want to hear no story. And hear any stories, for you be like, she's been... Um, is it yeah, Literally, so just remember that. Any models, take that. Just take it off straight away. Don't. That's oh what I'm saying. When you start seeing all the... The deductions. This and that. Deductions. Oh my literally. God. Guys, and I wanted to become an Instagram influencer, but I don't think I can do it anymore. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put you off. I went for it. I just went to the first. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna delete. But all I think my you should. I think your um, pictures are nice. It's bloody hard. Like no, it is. It's bloody hard. I haven't posted on Instagram since what, like the 23rd of March. Anybody got time to be taking pictures? <laughs> I think people think <laughs> it's all fun, but they Instagram don't see like. It's so beneficial for modeling like mm-hmm. if everyone knows who I am I'm getting paid more I'm getting booked more yeah but I can't do it I just awesome. don't care like I can't be bothered effort, I don't man. care Same. I tried I don't have it in me I, so I tried for a solid like to be consistent yeah like a solid two three months I tried I, I, yeah I, I think when I was like a month and I was like oh, man, I'm gonna post every way I just don't have even week people are posting every day three times a day if I post two banging pics and I've not blown up what's going on I want to ask annoying. a question. Mm-hmm. So what kind of boys approach you? Oh, <laughs> like in person or in general? Social like, media, kind of like, obviously you? you guys are beautiful girls, your models and shit. Like what kind of guys approach you and what kind of guys do you like? Are they like also models or, or footballers like, or do you know? When uh, I started modeling, I find found male models so intimidating. Really? Because they are like they're really pretty. Listen, like, women, yeah. women are beautiful. No matter where you go, you're gonna see a beautiful woman somewhere. Men, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the male model is like so much more gorgeous than your average man. Yes, but like women models. I just feel like women. I, like women so pretty. Pretty. I think I just, I think yeah. I just love beautiful women. Yeah. And women. There's so many beautiful women. Like you could be, you could have a model in a room full of other beautiful women. You wouldn't know which one's which. But male models are so distinctly gorgeous. And I remember, like when I first started going to castings, and there was male models there, I was shook. And oh my god! So I went into um. There was like a little changing area, and it was just literally a board, and the male model was shooting. And I was facing the other way, getting changed. Didn't have a bra on. There was a, so there was a board covering me so he couldn't see. There was a massive mirror on the wall I was facing. And he had to do side shots. So he was looking <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> and my boobs were literally out. And um, Did he smile? We're at the same agency, so I've seen him loads of times. Oh, that's and so I awkward. just think you probably don't even remember that, but I know you've seen my boobs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, but male models in general are gorgeous. They all have like really chiseled cheekbones mm. and stuff. And but no, I've never like had a thing with a male model or anything. Um so what kind of guys approach you? I don't know. Like Do you get a lot of DMs? Kind of yeah. Do you, do you like how do you do you respond to some if you're obviously or do you not really respond? So generally speaking, I don't go through my DMs. Then when I get bored, I go through them <laughs> and like maybe I'll reply to a couple. But like generally speaking, there's there's not really anyone worth replying to in there. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sandra? Yeah. Um, I would say 
I look I get more from non-black men actually. Really? That's one thing. Yeah, it's more non-black men. The... I get hardly any from non-black men. No, it's always like like Arab guys, Asian guys. I was gonna say mm-hmm. like the occasional white guy, mixed guys. It's less black guys, and then yes, I don't really post my DMs. So who's your like male crush? Damn Listen, we've been <laughs> a scrap. Okay, right we've been <laughs> a scrap. Okay, you know, I saw this tweet. I saw this tweet, and it was like, "On your best day, which celebrity do you think you could pull?" Okay, and listen, on my best day, and my my personality's flowing. <laughs> no, I'm gonna start. We're with gonna scrap. You. Listen, <laughs> I love him. I you know I love yeah, him. You know, I, I love him. him before I watched Snowfall, and then I started watching Snowfall. I love I him. Okay. I love him. And Do you I know just, who I really like? Too. Who's yours? I really like um Daniel Kaluuya. Do you? He just got I a very like grown man vibe, I can see and that. I, I'm very yeah, attracted. Yeah, I get very masculine. Is it the one from Get Out? Yeah, yeah. He's he's very like he seems very chill. Yeah, like very chill, but also like he's just got a grown and sexy vibe. Yeah. Do you get it? I can see like you guys that. together. I can see it too. <laughs> I, can, I can see it too. <laughs> no, Do you know, Damson Idris, he's got the kind of face where you, you just it's like a cheat. It. He's always smiling like, and yeah. just like... He's really cute. Do you know what I mean? Cheat. Like, very, and very, you know, very cute. I very yeah. rarely have a celebrity crush. Like, oh, yeah. very, very rarely. But his birthday is 2nd of September, so I need to like... He's a Sagittarius. No, wait. He's a Virgo. Virgo. I need to... Bring that into combo somehow. Listen, I'm going. You know, he said he's going to carnival. I'm going to carnival. He's going to carnival. I really, do you know what it is? I went carnival one day. I promise you, I'm touching that carnival this year. You come to on this podcast one day. Let's manifest. Manifest. Yeah. I will not be able to. No, honestly though, like I think girls forget sometimes. Like guys are kind of easy. Like in general. Do you think this is? Do you not think guys are so easy? Listen, any man you want, you can have him. Trust me, I feel like the only reason I wouldn't shoot my shot at someone like Damson Idris is because he's not going to see it. Mm. Mm. I don't really do the DM thing, but Mm. in person, like, and not like, I, you can flirt with someone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like get your point across. Yeah. But I'm not really into like dating on off of online. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. And I feel like in person you can see the feel the vibes. Exactly, if they're on it, yeah. let's like, flirt back in like, like yeah. exactly. All you really have to do is give someone a certain look and you'll know. There you go. Yes. You know the look. But I exactly. can't be DMing people because I wouldn't even know what to say. Hey. And I feel like Sam, <laughs> do you not remember how I was okay, I will tell you guys after my name. Do you remember how I was threatened about what to say when we were at um, yeah. Sam and Gideon's? I was like, what do I say? Literally, and I think it's because, like, generally speaking, men have always courted me. I've never courted a man. So yeah, I don't know why you do that. I, but we actually need to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, we do. That's so sad. But guys, you want to say your socials so where people can find you, follow you, yeah. who was going first? Short Sandra Fregana, my name. Do you want to spell Fregana? Because people oh might struggle. Do you know we'll put it everything in like the bio and everything. Yeah. So yeah. Sandra Fregana, you can find me there. Yeah, yeah, mine's just my name. It's Shadow the QB, but again, they might not know how to spell it. We'll put them everything in the social, so mm-hmm. you'll see everything in the bio. Yeah. That was really. Uh, there's so many things we could have spoken about. Oh, you know, I, I literally could have spoken. I feel like we just digressed and just we had a did. Chat. Yeah. Did you, you enjoy go. it? Though? Yeah. How was yeah. it? Yeah, this is your first much. podcast you've been on. Yes. How has the experience been? It was good. Do you know I thought it was going to be really awkward and not know what? To say. <laughs> no. Everyone always thinks that, don't they? Everyone yeah. always thinks that. Oh, like it's going to be so awkward. But I feel. I feel like we might be I feel like yeah. it's just like how we would be having a chat. Exactly. Yeah. It's not forced. It's just naturally recorded. And I feel like I've known you guys forever. No. But we always talk all the time. And I enjoyed the perspective for sure. 
yeah, yeah. And it's, it's interesting yeah. to see things through your eyes as well. I was yeah. saying to Ifra as well, like we always, I feel like we always speculate about what pe- what it is for what it's like for people. Like, yeah, like oh, well, it must be like this for like um, mixed face people, like skin people. Mm-hmm. So it's actually good to actually hear an opinion, yeah, rather than from just, like, the source, from the source, from actually experiencing it, not what I think, what I've read, or what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, that was a two cents podcast, and follow us on our socials. Twitter is two cents pod underscore. And Instagram is two cents podcast underscore. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Bye.